things maybe the moon yeah could be any number of planets who knows or a ufo spaceship or it could be filled with reptilians yes no doubt uh, we'll get to that or a secret natty base <laughs> <laughs> they crop up a lot these nazis uh, they were very in- inventive industrious um, one might yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> didn't they indust- industrialize murder Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were very efficient people. Yeah. I'll so give say. them that. That is not in any way a Holocaust joke. No. Or um, reference because they're very efficient. Their economy is booming. Boom. Biggest economy in Europe. There you go. Have that. In the EU. The rest of Europe. Well, if this is your first episode of Cutting Through the Bull, um, we do a new section at the start, which can go from anywhere twenty to forty minutes usually, um, and then we get into the main meat of the subject. So, uh, have you got some? Weird news for us, Mike. We have. V. This is from the vintage news. Yeah, I don't know why this cropped up on my news feed. What's it um, saying? Christopher Lee, veteran oh, actor. Um, he corrected the Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson on what people do when they're stabbed based on his witnessing deaths up close in World War Two. I have oh. heard this, yeah. It is worth noting that Christopher Lee, Can't Sir Christopher Lee, yeah. his character gets stabbed in the back in Lord of the Rings. He's Sauron and... Um, Basically, Jackson wanted Lee to scream after getting stabbed in the back. However, yeah. Lee refused to scream. He told the director that he had witnessed many men getting stabbed in the back. None of them had ever screamed. Mm. According to the late actor, they merely sighed as the air escaped their lungs. Wow. Peter Jackson listened to his feedback and the scene was filmed without any screaming. Do you know why he knew this? Was he in a war? He was. He was part of the special forces guys that were dropped into Europe with the re- to work with the resistance to... Blow trains up and do sabotage and do sabotage assassinate Nazis. people. Oh. What a legend! Uh, special operations executive they were called. Mm. Uh, the sort of the forerunners to the, not so much the SAS but basically MI6 that kind of sort of thing. Mm. So like a Nazi hunter. Yeah, pretty much. Were they like the A-Team? Yes. Yes! (laughs) So fucking cool. Yeah, and he's a cool guy. I mean, Christopher Lee, he was recording metal albums at 93. He's Count Dooku, man. Yeah. I mean, I know he's very famous uh, for um, all the horror films he made before I was born and that sort of thing. But to me, he'll always be Count Dooku from Star Wars. I guess if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, he'll always be... uh, Saruman. Yeah. I always get me confused between the two. He gets his head cut off in Star Wars and he gets stabbed in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I do love the name of his autobiography because he's famous for horror movies and he's very tall. He has his autobiography had such a good name, tall, dark, and gruesome. Nice. Yeah, that was well named. Love it. Um, yeah. So he's seen a lot of action then for reals. Yeah, he was probably like slitting Nazis' throats and stuff yeah. for, for reals and stabbing them in the back. Mm. So he's like, no, no, they don't scream, mate. They don't scream. Wow. Well, Make a soft that, sigh. <sighs> and I bet he did it in his like best horror mm. voice when he said it. Yeah. 
They do not scream. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was quite interesting and worthy of a place in, in our weird news this week. That's pretty good. I like that he's in the news. So next bit, Ben. Um, Flat Earther watches the SpaceX launch, but still says it proves nothing. So over the last couple of weeks, we had the 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 SpaceX launch, the Falcon rocket. It went up, it came down. It's all very beautiful. They put a space, they put a car into space with a possibly an enemy of Elon Musk behind the wheel, allegedly, but more than likely just a mannequin. Um, and it was blasting out David Bowie, and it was all very nice. And look at what we can do. That's fantastic. And it says, well, a bit of space panic. jump. That's what I say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> isn't he supposed to be like a bit of a green like yeah. type of person? More, yeah, more junk up there. But hang on. So when you say this flat earther watched the launch, do you mean he actually physically went to the launch and saw it with his own face? No, no, in no. real life, in real time. No, he was just watching uh, the live stream oh, okay. as it was happening. Uh, I think the, something like two million people watched the live stream. It's, that, that live stream could have been faked or tampered um, with. It was 2.3 million views on YouTube alone. Wow. Uh, the second most watched live stream ever on the on the, uh, on the the video That's site. impressive. Yeah. What was the first? That's a good question. I don't it's know. Was could have been. Could have been. Mm. Um, there's one group of people who shrugged off the historic event, Flat Earthers. Oh. Favourite pe- favorite bunch of people of ours. Oh, we, I got, the thing is, I'd love to have one in the room, argue with him for half an hour, exhaust every single argument I've got against his flimsy ones, realise he's not going to see sense, and then batter him with the microphone. <laughs> it would. We would end up resorting to violence yeah. because their answer to all of it is, lie. that's lies, yeah. that's lies, they're lying to you. Ah. And you can't argue with that. You can't have a sensible discussion with that, can no, you? No. So, um, as I've said before, it's like playing chess with a pigeon. Right? <laughs> You're gonna win, and it's gonna be checkmate. But the pigeon's gonna get up on that board, kick over the pieces, take a dump, and walk off as if he's won. Having no concept of what's just happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what's uh, chess? <laughs> that's, Ooh, that's a fag book. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah. Um, in a conversation with Indy 100, that's the article this is from, uh, creator of Flat Earth Clues and prominent Flat Earther Mark Sargent said the recent launch of the rocket into space and the race of car by the SpaceX doesn't prove the Earth is a sphere and he believes everything Elon Musk says <laughs> is a lie. Everything. Hang on. Hang on. So, Mr. Sargent, Elon Musk says, here's my Tesla car, it runs on electricity. That's not a lie. It fucking runs on electricity. Mm. So everything he say isn't a lie. You're an idiot. Yeah. But I don't need to po- point that out, though. should be pointed out. I'll, I'll, we'll get, I'll make my point in a second, though. Okay. Right. But he often commit comment, comments on Flat Earth and the me- in the media. Recently appeared on Good Morning Britain. Why? Why? Don't give them oxygen. No. And he, in a debate with an astronaut. Oh, and no. he said there are plot holes, quote... My point is, he appears in the media, and no doubt he comments on the internet quite prolifically. Well, yes. flat earthers don't believe in satellites. So how does the internet work? Or space travel. Yeah. So the internet wouldn't be there if it no. wasn't for satellites. I'm, I'm not making that up, am I? That's correct. The internet is relayed by satellite. Hmm. I don't know about that. Science officer bike. <laughs> underground cables, isn't it? Yeah. And there is cables involved. Yeah. I know that much. Oh my god. There's we don't even know the internet under works. The sea from Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. To so the, to Europe. All right. So if he rings, if so, all right. Satellites so, are used um, for GPS. My GPS that I uh, use yeah, all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. 
So if he, in a and let's face it, most simple one, if they ring him up and he does the interview by phone, mm. he's probably on his mobile. That's being used by a satellite. That's a satellite. There you go. We think. Or are they towers? Satellites, no. Well, we know satellites are fucking real anyway. <laughs> we know that. I know that there's a website you can go to. So when to... he goes to the pub to watch the football and watch his sky, well, literally, yeah. satellite. There you go. Clues in the name, you fuck sat- up. You can actually see the biggest satellite with the naked eye, the ISS. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I know, I've seen that once. But also, like, there's a website, I don't know the name of it, but a quick Google search. You could track the launch of satellites daily. Any satellite that's being launched into space, you can... It's all open. They're not, it's not a secret. Well, I'm sure there are some secret launches, but yeah, you can literally watch them and track them. You can track the actual satellites. There, are, there's software online for all that. Um, all I guess. I know. <laughs> so let's, see, let's see what Mr. Sergeant has to say. Okay. He said there are plot or um, he thinks certain things during the SpaceX launch were set up to hide the fact the Earth is flat during the launch, such as camera angles. He said. You just have to look for them. He's also not convinced the launch was real. Mr. Sergeant questioned the camera angles on the car. Despite orbit on light and dark side of the Earth, not a single frame with stars in it. He also pointed out that no shots or video of the car show the moon in frame. That would give you a 3D point of reference, he said, and then you could determine the location of the car. Location wouldn't have to match continents below. It wouldn't. Well, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> That's why, is he... Not, does it, maybe English isn't his first language, we don't know. <laughs> and in a further claim, the Flat Earther, who recently spoke at the Flat Earth Society Conference, who have uh, in their official statement on Facebook, says they have uh, members all around the globe. <laughs> 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 Genuinely. Uh, <laughs> I've just had this horrible thought. Do you think they're just trolling us? There is, that is a major thing that... That would be the biggest troll of all time. Yeah. Well, there is. I have heard this theory. I don't know where. Probably on Joe Rogan or something I listened to. Where the, the, the vast because this is such a big movement that the vast majority of them are fucking epic trolls. Like uh, they don't really believe it. They just know how much it pisses people off. Yeah. That's an elaborate joke. You know, it's a lot to go through just to wind up people. I, I don't know how this has gathered so much momentum. And I heard well, it that it genuinely started, concerns me. But I did hear that this all start well. The modern version of the flat Earth thing started on 4chan as a troll, as a joke, and then caught fire on the actual internet amongst. But I think 4chan, you know, fairly intelligent people, I suppose. Oh, it spawned, um, spawned anonymous. Yeah, fairly intelligent people migrate there. I don't think they understood just how many dumb. <laughs> dumb people there are. And yeah. this idea is caught on like fucking wildfire. Amongst the incredibly stupid who... I don't know, I don't know. Normally, though, there's a conspiracy to hide something that they don't Mm. want you to know about. What does it matter if we are actually flat or a globe? Oh, well, you see, where where they get this argument, what's at stake? Why does it matter? Mm. And NASA just taking the budget and passing it around. Well, they do that anyway, so... Yeah, but it's not not going... They're not pushing anything Mm. to space because it's a lie. But people have been saying it's a globe. But then the rockets. The people have been saying it's a globe a lot longer than there's been a NASA. Yeah. Haven't they? Yeah. What exactly. did whoever worked it out first by looking at stars uh, and Galileo. things? Galileo. 
Galileo. <laughs> Galileo Piccolo. A new Piccolo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quick before we get kicked off iTunes. <laughs> that just cost us three quid. <laughs> three grand. <probably. laughs> um, that's just for the insult. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is, the, but then you've got the the fucking hard line flat earthers, who, mm. they're, and they're your they're your, your biblical nuts. Right, they're, they're the ones. That, yeah, that's it. You've got so you've got the guys who think that it's a conspiracy in NASA who are just taking mm. the money and not doing anything with it and just conning everybody, and then you've got the other guys who no, it says in the Bible the earth's flat, so therefore it is simple as. Does it say in the Bible? Probably, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And they reckon, they reckon... They reckon that's what it is anyway. Yeah, I've never read that bit in there. also <laughs> in the Bible, they think it's hollow. Well, because they How can it be flat and hollow? Because they speak <coughs> of God or something uh, creating in the earth or something. Something in the earth. Well, so that's going to come up later on, isn't it? Because there's a yeah. lot of mythology yeah. about, uh, well, the underworld. It's under it us, is, isn't yeah. it? So, can't yeah. if it's solid. Well, um, so, yeah... Um, uh, should we do the next? We, we've mocked flat Earth enough. Well, what does he say? Hang on. Next quote. What does this idiot oh, say? Oh, he says that Elon? Um, Elon mentioned that the car was attached as is with no modifications. If that is true, then the tires would have detonated within seconds after entering the vacuum of space, destroying the fiberglass housing around it. How does he know that? Standard car safety glass is not rated to survive temperature swings of that magnitude. Pour hot water onto a frozen windshield. See what happens. Hmm. Can we just have a look at that photograph? Sorry, mate. Uh, I'll talk over it. But it is... There's ice all over it, isn't it? Yeah. Now he says, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, look, I think the Earth is I would, flat. I would but, imagine that there is a reason that it's just that none of us are qualified enough to yeah. know what it is. All I know is um, it gets pretty hot. But he, maybe he did treat it. Well, I, don't, I, I don't think it would have been as is. I mean, when he says as is, <coughs> they know the tyres are going to explode. Mm. So they just put solid rubber things yeah. on there. They know the glass is going to shatter, so it would have just been replaced with plastic or not in at all, or whatever. I think you know, that they, so it's in his interest to say, hey, this is as it is, as this is the car you can literally buy from the showroom. And, and go to space. It'll go to space, that it, Tesla. It, it, it survives space launch. That's within his interest to tell a little white lie like that, to sell some fucking cars. I wouldn't put that past him. Also, like you just said, I'm nowhere near qualified to know... What would happen to the windshield and no. tyres? Yeah, I don't know if they would explode. Would but, they? I don't know. But well, no, they're supposed to. They wouldn't because a spacesuit mm. is full of fucking air. Mm. Doesn't burst in the vacuum, no, it does it? No. Now so I, it's the same principle, surely. I didn't watch the launch. No, or, I didn't. Or see any photos. Work, I think. So was this car literally attached to the rocket, like the shuttle used to be, or was it encased in something and then released? When it got to atmosphere. That's a good question, I don't know. I didn't see it myself, I didn't see it. Well, I, re a I read a lot about it and I never bothered watching it. makes a difference, that, doesn't it? It certainly does, doesn't it? Well, no, yeah. it wouldn't have been attached to it because that it wouldn't, you'd have to be heat shielded then. Yeah. So it must like, have been inside and released. Yeah, it must have been. So then that guy can. <laughs> Should we leave him now? Yeah, because yeah. we're just going to keep on going on about it. He's just a knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from the science officer. Next bit of news then. Farmers urged to bury their underpants to improve quality of their beef. Okay. <laughs> <In> telegraph. <laughs> Apparently shitty kegs. Hang on, this is this is from Sarah Napton, the science editor. <laughs> oh, man. Burying a pair of underpants in a field may not seem the obvious starting point for the perfect roast. 
don't know. Come <laughs> into some roasts and uh, probably start that way. <laughs> well, farmers are being urged to dig deeper for tastier meat. The Agriculture and Horticulture Development Board and Quality Meat Scotland claim interring a pair of cotton smalls in a pasture can reveal vital information about soil food. Fertility. What are you, you going to say that with a, like a New York accent then? The fertility. The fertility of the soil. It's not very fertile. Yeah, why are you different to a New York accent then, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> it was the audio equivalent of a typo. Yeah. <laughs> it was just... just yeah. Have you taken a blow to the head recently? <laughs> Wondering accents in there. <laughs> According to the experts, sterile and lifeless soil will keep underwear intact, but organically thriving soil will eat away at the briefs, leaving nothing but the elastic waistband. I had a pair of pants on that once. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just, they were barely held together. Just but I wore them every time Blackburn played and they were useless. <laughs> <laughs> That's called magical thinking, Ben. It's not real. Although we did beat Man United once twice in a season. It wasn't was because them. you were wearing those pants. <laughs> I'd like to think it had something to do with it. <laughs> You're usually so rational. <laughs> sport, That's the problem with football, yeah. There's no superstition is not right in sport. <laughs> superstition is fine in sport. So, hang on. I, so, if the soil is good, the pants will literally be eaten by, by things, life, microbes. Yeah, I guess That's so. That's it, yeah. And if your pants survive the burial, the soil's no good. Yeah. Well, there's a test for all the listeners at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to go and bury a pair of keks. Cotton pants. Cotton keks. And get back to us and uh, let us know if, if your soil's let fertile. Let us know if your soil's time. We'll, we'll build up. It's like a BBC science show project. We'll build up a fertility map of Britain's soil through our listeners and their pants. Fantastic. And also if there's any attractive female listeners who would like to send a pair of worn pants, uh, uh, I will bury them for you. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Oh, you'll bury something in them, I'm sure. <laughs> My face. <laughs> You'll be buried in them. <laughs> Please don't bury me in girls' underwear. Oh, you hear that? We're going to take them as a preemptive trophy. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> Who am I kidding? She said she don't care what I'm saying on this podcast. She's not gonna listen. Love you. <laughs> I always tell people I'm playing a character. <laughs> I'm in I'm in character. They don't know that I'm just a dick. <laughs> so what's Mr How do you say that? Is that Ian? Ian. Oh, Ian Green. Capital I, isn't it? Yeah. I got two A's in English GCSE, and that's a fact. Uh, Ian Green, he's been burying his underpants in various fields on his Moray farm. Uh, Isn't there another way? He's got you like buy some alkaline strips or some some sort of science that. thing that you can poke it. Yeah, no, they're... bury your pants. Well, I'm gonna do an instant uh, fucking yeah, an reading. instant reading. Not bury yeah. your pants and go back two weeks later. <laughs> six months. This is where I buried six months. Later. Six months. <laughs> well, you know that little, that little thing that Tommy Lee Jones has in Men in Black when he's looking yeah. at the alien crash site and he goes, mm. "Oh, it's green. It's a bug. Why is there something like that for soil? There's got to be a different film." Dug up his old kegs. <laughs> oh, you, you know what kind of alien devours your underburied underpants? <laughs> the wrong type. <laughs> uh, 
So what's it, let's hear the actual science of what's why they you know how they got onto burying their underwear. Maybe it'll explain. Oh my god! Earlier this week, fellow farmers and officials gathered at Mr. Green's farm to dig up his underpants. That's a Some had entirely disintegrated, while others looked like be- looked like they'd been recently buried, and those he put back in his drawer. <laughs> Mr. Green added, "I think quite a few of them were quite surprised." <laughs> And are away to try it for themselves. But surely after six months, right, if you just grew some mm. shit, after six months it would either grow or it wouldn't, so you just know which field was good That's or bad. It's a waste of your seeds, isn't it? It's yeah, well, you're just thinking about it. I've wasted plenty of my seeds. Wasted pair of pants, I mean. Here, go and bury your pants. <laughs> That's how I imagine farmers to talk. Not all of them, one's from Bristol, but I can't believe it, they've bloody grounds eating me pants! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Evan Wig, executive <laughs> director of the California Farmers Guild, said cotton is an organic material and breaks down naturally, just like anything else you'd put in your compost pile. So if you put cotton in, te- in soil teeming with life, all those creatures will begin to feast on your shitty pants. Shall <laughs> uh, we have one more? There are a couple more. Yeah, keep them coming. Two men broke into a house to rob. Unfortunately, the homeowner was a giant gay rapist. Wow. Baba tied him up and raped them for five days, and the headline is bummed for burglary. Hapless thieves break into home of America's most prolific gay sex predator. <laughs> Can I just point out, he is one fucking hairy dude. He's just sitting on the couch with his top off and his pants just looking all fucking hard. You can't skip over that headline. (laughs) Bummed for burgling. (laughs) It's going to be Daily Star. One could say they were turd burgled. (laughs) (laughs) The goes to gas. Oh, is that the first time? Yeah. No, I had it last recorded, I think. I can't remember what I said, but Uh, that was the first time. I'll take it. Um, Yes, he, he looks... He looks like the sort of man that would fight 20 men, 20 normal men at I once. I bet he couldn't fight Randy Craven. And win. Oh, well, no. And then rape crazy. them. Yeah, and then rape them. And didn't have enough energy left to rape them. Yeah. Why yeah. There's two pictures of the guys, and the one guy's got a really boring look. Because <laughs> that's post-bumming. That's the, that's the picture taken in the station after the bumming. So he's London, though. He looks harrowed. He looks like a man who's had his absolute being forcibly taken from him by another man's giant bear cock. Hang on, though. Wow. Right. Why is, like, the most prolific gay sex bird in the country just, you know, at home? He's done his time. He's rehabilitated. And well, then, obviously and he then, hasn't, has he? Well, he, he thought he was sitting there all rehabilitated and being well, a good citizen. And then two hapless <laughs> arseholes, quite literally, break into his house and he's like, oh, I t- you know, I tried to stay clean. <laughs> it's just an opportunity too good to resist. What do they, those guys think? Fucking hell, look at this ass, there's loads of shit. <laughs> I, I bet. Well, I would question their lack of professionalism as, as burglars. I mean, you'd do a recce on the place, wouldn't you? Oh, no. You wouldn't just go, oh, that'll do. That you'd do a recce, wouldn't you? Oh, make sure no one's in for a fucking start. Oh, my God. That guy looks terrifying. They, they don't look the brightest sparks. No, they look, they look like... It was the guy at the top. It looks like it was his idea, and the harrowed-looking one. <laughs> while he was getting 
absolutely his ass shattered the other, guy, the other guy was telling the, telling the, the dude doing it that it was all the other guy's <laughs> idea he was doing more he said no it wasn't yeah it was it was his, his plan his plan I just need Whoa. some money man why did I listen to him I was just after a fix which yeah. was, oh god well says um, right is what I say it's karma it's fuck me that's more than karma. They've done yeah. some bad things in their lives <laughs> for that to happen. Jesus. He could have just beat the shit out of them and left He's it He's a at big that. enough dude. Uh, that's what I mean, but that wasn't enough. He was just like, whoop. What is <laughs> a massive gay rapist? <laughs> I don't get why he's just roaming the streets. <laughs> he's probably under house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> So were they, ironically. Oh, my God. Oh, wrong place at the days. wrong time. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. I hope it's real, because that's amazing. I've seen this video, Mike, and it terrifies yeah, the next me. One's for Gaz. This has been sent to me this week. Let's do it online, because Boston, I don't like it. The Boston Dynamics robot dog can open a door. <laughs> and it can, Master. Is that, that that was the one thing we had, right? Uh, the one thing we had was doors. They wouldn't have been able to get through doors. Or upstairs. Or upstairs. Now they can go upstairs. And now they can open a door. So either they can design a new type of door. Now imagine it with what? fucking miniguns attached yeah. to the side. Breaching charge on the fucking handle. Has Gee. anyone watched Black Mirror, the new series? I think There's no. one called Robot Dog, and I've yeah. been told I have to and watch this one. that is exactly like so. the fucking dog in the thing. That is it's insane. It's mounted with a gun, or it's got a gun on its Oh my feet. life. Um, Look at it, the, the way those legs are structured. And st- so for anyone listening, because this is quite a visual thing, um, this dog's been all over social media. It's been sent to me a few times. What would you Google? Uh, Boston... Boston uh, Dynamics robot dog. Yeah, oh, ro- robot dog opens door for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. Just Google that. I'm being stupid. Ravage eject. Ravage eject. Um, what was the Autobots version of Soundwave called? He was called Blaster. Oh, and he, he, he was a bit like of a, a racial stereotype. He, he talked, talked like a black radio DJ. He yeah, did, get yeah. down. Ow, eject. Yeah, yeah, and he used to have little robot dogs, didn't he? It's really shaking down here in Groove Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't great, wasn't. But he looked fucking awesome because he's red and yellow, and I have a thing for red and yellow. Hulk Hogan, there is a god. Um, th- yeah, this is fucking terrifying. Why are they teaching it to do this? Well, it's for war. It's for war. It's, uh, they're going to tell us it's to save. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It's for war. If you can send a robot in to open the door, you haven't got two guys either side of it breaching you, have you? It's for assassinations. Gonna, they'll say it's for getting people out of fires. And they shit. will. They'll say it's for rescue. Yeah, but I can open a door in a fire. I don't need a robot dog to do it for me. That is not. No, they, they, they did, did do not. Two hundred degrees C. Unfortunately, I think the three of us here would probably be in agreement that they don't spend tens of billions of dollars on research and development to develop things that rescue people from no. earthquakes and rubble and fires and disasters. They spend that sort of money on technology they can then sell to kill people. That fucking dog right now is quite, oh look, it can open a door. That fucking technology is going to kill people. I will Eventually. guarantee you it already is. Probably. Because if that's what they're showing us, I'll guarantee you what they've got is probably five 10 years, years, years ten five years or 10 years in advance. That's what they say, don't they? Either. Yeah. And so, in some cases, 50 years in advance. Right. So if that's what they're showing us, hey, anywhere from that to 50 years of that is what they've got. Jeez. Imagine, imagine the government says, right, curfew at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then if you're out, then robots can kill oh. you. Yeah. <laughs> 
And they, they will literally come into your house at one minute past ten if everyone's not sat in the front room. Praying to the, Jesus. the Prime Minister or whatever. Praying to David Icke. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we run out of Rizzlers. Yeah, Saint Ike. We run out of Rizzlers and it's like 17 minutes past 10. It's like, oh, oh, what do I do? Do I do I risk it? I mean, I really want to smoke. Fuck it. Fuck it, I'll go. I can do this, can't I? And you guys, big, yeah, you can do it. You yeah, can man. get past them. They don't catch everyone. You can do it. And then I'm... And I, whew, and I get down to the corner, I'm like, bloody hell, I've got pretty, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it, I'm going to get Rizzlers, and then I'm fucking pinned to the ground by the robo-fucking dog, while it fucking, like, it's it fucking weird robo-face neck just repeatedly pounds my face. I think and it's I'm violating. like, I just wanted tobacco Rizzlers, I just want to smoke, I pay tax, I pay tax, and it fucking murders me to death. And then violates you. And you're Probably. Lost, you look up and the shop's closed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because of the curfew at 10, the show already closed at 10 anyway. Why did you guys let me go? You <laughs> wanted that we've done, done, we've done it be funny. You wanted that dog to murder me. No. The nights are long and boring. It's just apocalypse, guys. It's a post-apocalyptic future, dystopian future. What will I do for entertainment? You know what will be There's serious. There's mutants out there. Well, look, right now this is creepy and terrifying. What would be even creepier is if they programmed them to, like, roll over and stuff and, like... You know, do a bit of dog body language, but a bit cute, like yeah, put a little smiley face on it as well. Well, you eventually. know, just do a bit of oh, oh, you know, a bit of rolling over, exposing your belly, being cute, body language that makes us that lulls us in. We're like, oh, it's just like it moves just like a real dog. Ah! <laughs> and then before you know, it, you're stabbed by that weird thing on its head. <laughs> or it's eating, literally eating your face with it. Yes. This is how we take the DNA sample. Oh. <laughs> Rips your cock off with it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and that's your first warning. Yeah. Look at your mind in another dimension. Don't touch me. Dead or alive, you're coming oh, with Why didn't you go to the shop then? Why'd you say gas? Why didn't the shop be closed? <laughs> Every time we have a hypothetical post apocalyptic <laughs> scenario, it's always me getting fucked over. <laughs> Uh, well, well I might as well say it. Yeah, I'd fuck the <coughs> robo dog <laughs> if, if it let me. <laughs> it might, might let you. It might wank you off. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's a mental image nobody wants. Easy now. Easy. A hand job stroke circumcision. Is <laughs> that? <laughs> You know, Ricky Fast, it produces a sonic boom. <laughs> wow. See, <laughs> that way, rips your dick off, rips your dick off, and emails to Canada. <laughs> Faxes it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, Faxes it to <laughs> and says what? Your son's only one longer capable of having grandchildren. It's just trolling. Your line has ended. It's just trolling him, man. He doesn't have to say any words. It's a fucking... Oh, man. You know, every, mother you... lives, every mother lives in fear of the day of her son's penis is fast to her. Oh, man. I just thought it was something pretty dark. Even darker than cocks being ripped up. But let's say in the future, a 3D printer is just a standard thing that everyone has in their home. More than likely it will be. Okay. Yeah. And it's Wi-Fi connected. One of these things pounds uh, your son's face in, then scans it and makes your mum's printer at home print out a 3D exact model of what it's just done to your fucking face. <laughs> oh! And says, like, this is what happens to, I don't know, people who, whatever I did, 
go against the government. Yeah, break curfew. <laughs> Man, that'd be fucked. Or the oh, screaming man. face of your kidnapped child. Like, they could literally scan it and send a fucking print out to you. You're like, no! Oh, man. I hate the future. <laughs> I used to think it was going to be... I used to think it was going to be awesome, man. But, but they keep showing me the nightmarish <laughs> robo-fucking-warriors. Remember, like, you look at the 1920s and they said to people, what do you think that the year 2000 is going to be like? And yeah. it was a metropolis. And it was a utopia. And there was flying cars. And they were travelled in tubes. And we travelled in tubes. What's it becoming? What? Oh. You asked me to describe what the next turn of the century will look like. My God, it'll be like the worst horror film ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the name of the guy who wrote 1984? Oh, well, that's it. I heard somebody way more intelligent than me, who an American guy who's well into the American politics, um, is a you know commentator or whatever, say that we are living, and he's not a conspiracy theorist, we're living in an Orwellian nightmare. And yeah. he said, it's just too... And I was like, it, it really is. Like, we just got to accept yeah. it. Like, but it's, that's bang on what you're saying. It's like, yeah, we used to think it was going to be rosy and wonderful. And I suppose that there's a potential still there that it might. But I'm sorry, you show me this sort of tech and I'd love to think like, oh, one day that's going to save lives. But I'm not an idiot. That's just... It's all on the road to killing people. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, it, man. That's it, yeah. And we've heard them say they need, we need to lose 85% of the population... How do you think people are going to be getting their hands dirty? You know, no, right? you the robots do it's it. It's going to be in his fucking robo drone army. Bastards. Motherfuckers. How are? What's next? Yeah, that's <laughs> Should we do the reg- that's reg- some weird news? Yeah, reggae box. You want a bit of reggae box then? A new feature. What goes in the reggae box? As I so, mentioned before, I'm not a fan of reggae. A lot of things go in the box that reggae belongs in, which is buried in a very deep hole in my back garden. And we've even got a jingle, sort of. something that really annoys me every week i have total confidence <laughs> in you there is the what's in the reggae box ben is going to be a weekly feature so what's in the reggae box this week ben thoughts and prayers <laughs> <laughs> yes i agree because obviously there was a horrific shooting this will be released a few weeks later but obviously a horrific shooting in florida another horrific shooting in america full stop for the yeah, high school shooting, yeah. um and uh, obviously, what we do, what do we do? We send thoughts and prayers. And the last time a fucking prayer did anything, can someone tell me when that happened? Because well, I don't know. If prayer changed anything, mm. then we'd all be living in a fucking utopia. But we're not. We're living in a fucking world where robots are opening doors and then one day they're going to break it down and kill us. Yeah, did anyone watch Last Leg on Friday? Uh, no. Do you know the actress Sally Phillips? Uh, Comedian. No, I do not, no. Yeah, well, she said she's even a Christian and she thinks it's a load of bollocks just sending thoughts and prayers. Yeah. So that's well, what the Christian... And this is the point, you know, oh, I'm going to change the profile picture. I'm going to send thoughts and prayers. No, she fucking do something in this. I'm not going to go on a massive gun control rant because but I am going to say to any people who think that we should all have guns in America and you're American, obviously, they're listening to me, a Brit who has no guns in his country and we'd no one gets shot every week. Farmers have guns. Who else? Farmers' wives. (laughs) Everybody else in the entire world thinks you're fucking crazy. 
Yeah. For having guns legal. Uh, especially assault rifles and shit, anyway. Um, yeah, fucking bump stocks. And, yeah. and the fact that mentally ill people can get hold of them. Uh, no, they can. But until... Uh, all I will say is, if, you, if you're an American and you're shocked by gun control and you want it changed, then it will only change when, A, you realise... You don't need the Second Amendment anymore because we're Britain and we can't get our fucking act together, so we're not going to invade you. You don't need your guns. <laughs> and number two, when your politicians stop taking money from the NRA, then it will change. Until you get them people out, you got no That's chance. That's the key, isn't it? Problem and is as well. It's a it's a fucking cultural issue. Yeah. Because it's in great the whole First Amendment thing. The whole it, Sec- it's the Second Second. Bit, sorry, it, sorry, it's yeah. a complicated. Because it's ingrained in a lot of, I'm sure, more areas other than, more so than others of America, and yeah. well, it's we, a cultural we, thing. Where it's, we meet up, mm. you know, have a game of footy, darts, and that. They'll get up and join a gun club. And you were shooting. Uh, yeah. Well, and we talked about something before we started recording that um, fairly dark is that the gun show turned up in Florida and didn't cancel, and concerts, things like that, usually cancel. The when these in, things yeah. happen, just out of respect, um, but the gun show didn't, and and I asked the lads, I said, do you think that is, those gun show, the people running the gun show, the people trading there, are so scrupulous and and, and unfeeling that they know, after a mass sh- uh, shooting like this, is prime real estate to go and sell some fucking guns, because people are scared, people, you know, guns, we need more guns, we need more guns, so those dark motherfuckers, will just say, well. We could pay some respect and we could hold off a little bit, but um, hey, wouldn't it be better if we sold some more AR-15s? Yeah. Hey guys, kill people, rappers do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guns don't kill people, but mentally after, unwell people. After Columbine, guns. exactly the same thing. Mm. You know, the, the NRA rolled into Colorado two, three days later yeah. and did a gun show. And Charlton Heston showed up and said... Held a gun aloft and said, "Well, when from my cold dead finger, I love like, if someone shot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Take his gun." <laughs> um, but <laughs> proven in Australia, in this country, yeah. after complaining, <coughs> gun control works. We <coughs> no other mass shooting in either of them countries since no. the laws are passed. No, and even in you know, even in this country, we haven't had a mass shooting in years. Well, they have like one. A week? Two yeah. a week even, I it? saw... This was National News, and I clicked on it and took an interest because it's fairly local to us, Birmingham. It's not that local, but it's 45 minutes away, and we're in uh, the second biggest city in Britain. Uh, a guy who was denied access to a pub for being drunk then um, came back a few hours later and held up a pistol and fired a couple of shots. Now... The police then, I watched all the body cam footage, armed police, he then got in his car and drove drunk at ridiculous speeds, crashed into something, they caught up with him. And what I found interesting was they found the gun on the floor. It was from, I hope I'm getting this right, it might have even been World War One. Wow. It was old, it was an antique fucking uh, revolver. A Webley. Something, you know... I might have that wrong, it might have been World War Two, but it was old as shit. And that's what the point is, since gun control, yeah. I mean, nobody in America yeah. would go, what's the best gun you can get me? Well, it's from an antique shop, it's fucking 60 years yeah. old. Granddad bought it back. Yeah, yeah, a bit of TLC, it'll, it'll pop off. Um, yeah, I found a gun once. Really? Wow. Mm. Yeah, my, par- mm. my parents are at home, the door rings, it's a policeman at the door. Yeah. 
saying, I think your your son's found a gun. Right. I don't think he's ever said anything. And they mm. come to me, I'm about nine, ten. Yeah. Policeman says, have you got a gun? I said, yeah, yeah, I found one up the mate like. Yeah. It's in the garage. I went and showed him, and it was just an ornamental gun. Mm. The policeman just laughed. But someone had tipped him off that I'd found it. Oh, right. <laughs> I do not remember that, and I've known you for a long time. So yeah, I was about ten. Oh well. Something like that. Sonny's gassed you up, bro. Yeah. But yeah, but I just found it interesting. This idiot, you know. Yeah, I've got a gun. So you're connected. You're a gangster in Birmingham, and what? Yeah. The best gun you can get hold of is an antique. It's an old six but, shot. Yeah, but that, that's and the, the point, point is, gun control yeah. as It wasn't an AR-15 military yes. assault rifle. And nobody got hurt. Yeah. And it was and probably had the accuracy of a fucking... And he was pissed. Uh, armed police... To, and the thing is, with our armed police, they wouldn't have just gunned him down. No, they dragged him they out of the car. Shooting him, him would have been a last resort. Mm. Whereas, if that guy isn't putting that gun down within... Three seconds an American policeman get out of the car, he would have been shot dead immediately. In so. this in this case in Birmingham, he didn't, because I watched all the body cam footage, uh, he did himself a favour. He didn't at any point have the gun, point the gun. Brandish it around. He ditched it as soon as he crashed the car out the window. They dragged him out of the car, cuffed him, and then found the gun. Uh, and it was pretty cool, actually, watching it, because their torch was attached. Actually seeing the officer look down and look, whoop, there it is, yeah. And you're like, wow, man. So good on them. I get annoyed with low-down policemen who are just because they they fuck with me in my job. I get pulled over for no reason. I have done. I've been pulled over for reasons as well. And little <laughs> jobs words annoy me. But when you see them like armed response officers mm. do their fucking job, go and nail this pissed idiot with a fucking pistol, and like you're like, yeah, go on, lad. So yeah. that's good. Makes me a bit proud. <laughs> Yeah, but it, you're right though. But I think even in this country, if he'd have had it in his hand and waved at him, he'd have been given some he'd have been warnings. Given warnings, and then if he'd have pointed it, he'd have probably been taken. Yeah, if you pointed at him, then that's the. But I, I think your yeah. point is the American police possibly knowing that he's just fired a shot at a pub and then got in his car may have just gone up to the car and fired anyway. Or if he'd have gone out, even, just dropped him without yeah. offering them the chance to. Yeah. You know, as the other gun, I'm doing. He's armed. Bang bang. Yeah. Boom. Or the the Mozambique triple tap. <laughs> yeah, but to to round it up, then it's it's this what you're putting in the reggae box. It's thoughts it's and prayers. Sending thoughts, but do something. Don't don't just go. Oh yeah, you're in my prayer. Sending thoughts. No, do something. Take a change. Get out there and make a change. If you want to change that stuff, then you got to get them people out of office who are taking money off the NRA. Simple as. There you go. Justice Democrats. Go to their website. Whatever he said, he knows more about it than me. They're the good guys. Are they? They're the Bernie yeah. Kratz. And don't oh, shoot anyone unless like you've got a yeah. really good reason. Yeah. That's an so, entire we... discussion in itself, because <laughs> my reasons might be different than yours. But yeah. Can we pause yeah. it for a moment? And, of course uh, we can. Top up. Right, so we're back, and let's talk about the hollow earth. A pseudo-scientific concept that the earth is hollow. The scientific community has dismissed the notion since the late 18th century. Yes, yeah. because Edmund Halley. Mm, the, Ed, the comic guy. The comic guy. He believed that the Earth was hollow and it had three inner sections, all with atmospheres. Your mic is broke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the mic to <laughs> and another physicist by the name of Leonard Euler. A mathematician and physicist 
Yeah. Around the same time, also believed it was hollow. It had a 600 mile diameter sun in the middle, and there was a north and south pole entrance. Yes, the north and south pole entrance is quite prevalent, isn't it? So that's how you get in. Yeah. Oh wait, well I've got a map here. Yeah, it shows you fly in and you come out the bottom of the earth. Um, so, Mr. Halley, though, uh, back to his little, because I find this one hard to get my fucking head round. And he has some legitimacy, le le try that again, legitimacy to him, didn't he? Because he, what did he have to do with the comet? He saw it. It's named after him, he predicted yeah. its return. Yeah. Right. So he's done some real science. Yeah, he had, he had thousands of scientific journals published and things. He's, mm. You know, he's so a famous... He, so he puts... Rock star of the 18th century. Hey, yeah, Playing his loot. Um, <laughs> so the, a hollow shell. So think like a hollow shell would be like, like an egg, like an Easter egg. Yeah. Right. Uh, a hollow shell about 800 kilometers, 500 miles thick, and then two inner concentric shells, and an innermost core. Atmospheres separate these shells. And each shell has its own magnetic poles. The spheres rotate at different sp speeds. Halley proposed this scheme in order to explain anomalous compass readings. He envisaged the atmosphere inside a luminous and possibly inhabited... Oh, he envisaged the atmosphere inside as luminous and possibly inhabited and speculated that escaping gas caused the aur aurora borealis, which is a thing... The Northern Lights... Thank you. And the Southern Lights. The Southern go. Lights is the Aura Australis. <coughs> is it? Thank you, science officer. There you go. Isn't there a more you've simple explanation? You've earned your pay and you've earned your blue shirt for the week. I'm going to say, what fucking pay? <laughs> yeah, isn't there a more um, so, simple explanation for those things, phenomena? The yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, radio, it's, it's electromagnetism of the sun, isn't it? It's radiation yeah. from the sun. So there's not an Earth rotating inside our... Because that's what he's saying, isn't it? There's one inside of us... gas escaping, isn't he? There's one inside us that is rotating around as well yeah. at a different time and a different, you know, it's got its own poles. Wow. That's trippy stuff, man. And there's life. And, yeah, possibly inhabited. We'll get onto that a bit later. Yeah. So, um, um, shall I give you the hypothesis? Because it is quite prevalent in, in human past. Yeah. It's popular in folklore as well. Let's go, simple one, Christian hell. Okay. Uh, the Greek underworld. The um, the Jewish Shira, I can't pronounce that Sheol, possibly, and Shalom. the um, the Nordic in Nordic mythology is the, and I really shot myself in the ass with this one <laughs> Norwegian pronunciation, the Svart Afarheimer, lovely maybe, and, and the Buddhists and the Buddhists uh, relate an ancient city called Shambhala. Yeah. Was that in Doctor Strange? Possibly sounds very Doctor Strange. Yeah, and it was in the Bhagavad Gita. Yes. Uh, and Celtic mythology, there's a legend of a mm. cave called Krukan, Kruchan. Man, yep. there is going to be a lot of bad pronunciation, I apologise, oh, yes. at the start. Um, also known as Ireland's Gate to Hell. <coughs> that sounds quite cool, though. It sounds like a horrible pub. <laughs> a I think I've been in a pub called <laughs> Gate to Hell. <laughs> a mythical and ancient cave from which, according to legend, strange creatures would emerge and be seen on the surface of the earth. No, no, no they're Irish people. Oh, uh, hey, sorry. Oh, oh, <laughs> bit funny though. Never our Irish brothers there. No, not really. But it's just come on. They call it the gate to the hell with weird people coming out of it. No, they're just they're just 
your average drunk Irishman crawling out of a hole. Well, he's been drinking for a while. Yeah, and sleeping. Eating potatoes. All mythologies <laughs> have a, an explainable thing. Okay. Is he, is he doing a little jig as well? <laughs> and he, yes, he's, and he's got ginger hair and a red... No, that's a just fit. racist. Come on, lads. Are you oh. dancing with a leprechaun? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> uh. Sorry. We're only joking. We only do casual racism on this show. We never mean it. No, it's all stereotypes. Yeah, it's just lazy comedy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> At your expense. <laughs> we get the piss out of us. We're, we're British, aren't oh, we? Oh, no, yeah, but we're white males, Ben. We're, we're untouchable. Yeah, but we're still British. Yeah. I'm ginger, I've got no soul. <laughs> <laughs> and an interdimensional penis. <laughs> <laughs> right. If, if this is your first episode, that's all going to sound very strange to you. But yeah, Mike has an interdimensional penis. Go back and listen to the back catalogue and you'll find out why. Yeah. I forget which episode that was. Ah, Heaven's Gate. To it more. Heaven, yeah, possibly Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Right, well, you were telling us something, Ben, sorry. Oh, it was in Germany as well and in um, the and the hundreds of Creek Indians uh, in the Red River on the, Mis- on the Mississippi, above the Mississippi River, uh, they believe their ancestors came from within the earth and they actually did live in caverns to replicate mm. that. Mm. Mexican folklore, Indian. There are also stories. So back to the after I did all that piss taking of the Irish. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. There are also stories of medieval knights and saints who went on pilgrimage pilgrimages to a cave located in sta- uh, Station Island, County Donegal, in Ireland, where they made journeys inside the earth into a place of purgatory. In County Down, Northern Ireland, there is a myth which says tunnels lead to the land of the subterranean. And there is um, a group of people who are believed to have introduced Druidism to Ireland and then went back underground. Isn't there something in Hellboy 2 about Ireland? Yeah, there is. It's uh, the Golden Army, yeah. yeah. They go to the, the steps, is it the giant steps? Mm, they go to the giant steps, that's correct. It's and underground, they, it's underground, and yeah. then there's the rest of the Golden Army is kept, yeah. So their mythology is... Better than the first one. Better than the first one. I enjoyed both of them, actually. I like the first one. I've, well, I've only seen that one. But so, so these... This Irish mythology is then essentially, that's quite cool. So some druids came up, like Jedi knights, taught some druidism, and fucked off down to the centre of the earth, never to be seen again. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And if you think that druidism was about being one with nature, that kind of ties into who we find out living down there in a bit, you know, kind of ties in. But then again, this is a bit of a crazy website I found. (laughs) Um, Of course, it features a lot in fiction. Huge amount of fiction. No, no, we were... Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does actually... I tried to watch a documentary called um, The Hollow Earth Chronicles, episode one, The Dark Chambers. Oh, my God, that sounds terrible. And it was a religious thing about going through the Bible and finding all the references to it being a hollow earth. And I got about halfway through it. So is the Bible contradicting itself, then? Because you can't have a hollow earth and a flat earth. Apparently there's both. It's hollow and flat. Oh, God damn. (laughs) There's a bit at the bottom, isn't there? Well, there is, but... Oh, who the fuck knows? Ah, oh, man. It's a yeah, head fuck straight away. Yeah, funny that. The Bible, full of, full of contradictions. It's odd, that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no! There's also, just while we're on the mythology for New Van, it also pops up in uh, German mythology, Russian, and obviously 
Dante. Dan- I like a bit of Dante, actually. Yeah, yeah he was Italian. and um, Seven Circles of Hell. The yes. Dante's Inferno. Yes, which is, I didn't realise. I know of that, never read it. But I didn't realise that that is essentially using Hollow Earth theory, isn't it? That's where purgatory is. Yeah. Native, did we mention Native American? Yeah, yeah. Um, Brazil. Ooh, Brazil. Peru. That's quite a disparate and spread out... A group of cultures uh, who all had this in their mythology, but I was thinking about this on the drive here. So a lot of ancient peoples had mythologies about um, there being a hollow earth and either demons down there or people or something. I admit, a lot better than me at sort of, let's say, survivalism. Building pyramids. Building stuff, surviving, killing stuff, eating it, but... Making ancient calculations about a calendar. Oh, you're ruining... Because I was about (laughs) to say, your average ancient person was kind of thick as fuck, weren't they? Comparatively speaking, not the guys building pyramids, but not everyone was building. Your farmer, yeah. There was one who designed it, but there was tens of thousands who just carried stuff. Where do you want this, boss? Yeah. Like I would be, but so... (laughs) I'm going to say the English were were nothing much more. Oh, well... So so my point is, yeah, yeah, my point is, like, that's why they believed it was hollow. Because they didn't know any fucking better. They didn't have... Well, that's it. They saw these caves and thought, oh... I must go all the way down. Must go all the way down. Fuck. Well, they didn't even know the earth was round, I bet they didn't even think about it. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That, so I can understand why it spread in you think, all these. You think about it, all there was to them was the land around them. They wouldn't know about They didn't even know mm. about other countries. It was just what was around them, their village and yeah, the surrounding like, 10, 15 miles. Like, no concept of, the world. of like, space and galaxy. Yeah. That's awesome. Weird. And then they have to come up with reasons, don't they, for like, yeah, why do the stars twinkle in the sky? Well, it's because... There's a curtain and there's a pinprick. Yeah, you know, there's comets that keep coming every sort of 20, 50, 80 years. Mm. What's that one coming straight out of us? And Mr. Halley, he decided. <coughs> Is it Haley or Halley? Halley. Halley's coming, Halley's coming isn't it? So I, think, I think there's a bit of a pronunciation difference between the Americans and the Brits on that. Uh, I thought it was Halley. Halle Berry. Well, you're the science officer. We'll go with you. I don't know. I did like, I found, um, this will only be funny to our British listeners, but I found that there was somebody else who, um, a scientist, uh, not uh, not just Mr. Halley, who was putting forward this, um, this theory, and his name was Sir John Leslie. Oh, wow. Notorious sexual predator, John <laughs> Leslie. Do you remember when his missus, Abby Titmus, was like the hottest yeah, chick in yeah. the UK at one point? I used to really like the dude. He was the presenter of This Morning. He was like yeah. friendly and nice. He beat her, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, come on. But then... Yeah. yeah, and he was with Abby Titmus. Let's not forget there Abby. There you go. Good old Abby. I used to buy nuts and zoo purely because she was in it. <laughs> I don't have a crush on her. You listen, Abby. I've got me a podcast, I have. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. She heard that every it's in Fixer as well. Jules Verne, Journeys on the Earth, most famous one. Didn't yeah. The Rock do a version of that recently? I thought the Brendan Wasn't it Fraser. Brendan Fraser? Yeah, yeah it was terrible, say. wasn't it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, it was awful. Oh, I considered watching that for research. Really? Yeah, the Brendan but... Fraser movie I... that isn't The Mummy? Yeah. Uh, so oh, I like the McClure films. Hi, I'm Doug McClure. You may recognise me. He's from his journey to the centre Earth and Mummy, where's my face gone? So do you like... Did you guys come across this idea that there's a sun? Yes. Inside the earth. Yes. Should we should we get on to what's in there? Yeah. What's down there? Why do these people? Oh, I've got. Sorry. Just before we move on to that, let's give you a little bit of um, a backstory, shall we say? Because it turned up in the nineteenth century, 
this theory in 1888. 1818. John Cleve Sims, or Sims, suggested that the Earth consisted of a hollow shell, 810 miles thick, with openings across both poles with four inner shells, each open at the poles. So like a Russian doll's sort of thing. Oh, man, so if I just take one layer off, there's another. Yeah. <laughs> he became the most famous of the early hollow Earth proponents, and he even has a monument to him in Hamilton, Ohio. I was going to say, fuck what is that? Uh, Ohio, though, so come <laughs> on. Uh, he proposed making an ex <laughs> expedition to the North Pole, but he never did it. Because, <laughs> well, it would have been pointless. He was looking for a hole to the centre of the Earth. You mean like all them flat earthers who think there's an ice wall around the planet, but I'm never going to look for it? Yes. They've never all got their money together and formed an expedition to go look for it. You mean they've got that kind of person? Yeah, yeah? exactly the yeah. same. Oh, well, strange that, isn't it? On into the uh, on into the twentieth century, there was a spiritualist writer called oh Walburger, and in her book, the Great Walburger, the Great Walburger. Anyway, in her book, colloquy, colloquially, fuck me, <laughs> colloquies, with an unseen <laughs> friend, nineteen oh seven. Yes, possibly. Uh, she was an early writer to mention the Hollow Earth hypothesis. She claimed that cities exist beneath a desert which is where the people of Atlantis moved to. Oh, them! She said an entrance to the subterranean kingdom will be discovered in the 21st century. Well, we're on course for that, then. OK, we had a guy called William Fairfield Warren, who wrote a book called Paradise Found, The Cradle of the Human Race at the North Pole. Sorry, The Cradle of the Human Race at the North Pole. And he presented his belief that humanity originated on a continent in the Arctic called Hyperborea. I've heard of that. Thus, this influenced some early Hollow Earth proponents. According to Marshall Gardner, both the Eskimos and the Mongolian peoples had come from the interior of the Earth through an entrance at the North Pole. Bloody Mongols. <laughs> Conquering half the planet. Bastards. Oh, Genghis Khan. Build that goddamn wall. And uh, this, the same Duke, Marshall Gardner, he wrote A Journey to the Earth's Interior in 1913. Every time you say Marshall, I think he has the Apple White. Apple White, yeah. <laughs> you know he's a similar guy. And he published an expanded <laughs> edition in 1920. He placed an interior sun in the Earth and he built a working model of the Hollow Earth, which he patented. US patent number 1096102. Oh, there goes my dreams of a financially secure future. Yeah, so these guys have been on about it since 1818 to the 1900s, both in fiction and quote-unquote scientists. So it's one of them, isn't it? Myth informing... Myth that's just not going away. and story and, and the odd idiot. Yeah, but we knew pretty much dick about that time, didn't we? Science? Yeah, it's kind of true. I mean, Newton was just about coming about. And... Newton was 16 and we had gravity... But, like, physics was pretty much non-existent. No, because we had never Einstein then, did we? No. A superior, some people believe, actually his name is Richard Sharp Shaver. He Sharp Shaver? Yes, uh, what a name. Uh, a superior prehistoric race had built a honeycomb of caves in the Earth and that their degenerate descendants... Chuds. ...known Please as Jiro, uh, oh. live there still using the fantastic machines abandoned by the ancient races to torment those of us living on the surface. As one characteristic of this torment, Shaber described voices that purportedly came from no explainable source. 
schizophrenia. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I thought they were tormented with earthquakes, being as they're living under the ground. Mm. Speaking of which, we had an earthquake in, 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 in Britain, didn't we? I didn't feel it, but I was told about it, yes. I did, yeah. I was on the, I was on the sofa. Oh. I was sitting there, and I felt it just shake back and forth about three seconds. Wow. And, like, at first you're like, what the fuck's this? Yeah. And then you realise that you're in an earthquake. Yeah. And I... I just sort of rode it for the last two seconds. It was awesome. <laughs> I didn't carry on. It's like being on a fucking... Uh, a fucking Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> Mike rode the earthquake. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> ride that earthquake. That's a metaphor. Uh, metaphor. That's a t-shirt, that <laughs> is. Metaphor for life. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ride it was a 5.4 on the Richter scale. I mean, if it was anything like the, they have in California or Japan or... Oh, Zealand, yeah. Can I ask you oh, the important question? Mate? I didn't feel it. I was sat in the cinema, didn't feel it. Did anything fall off the shelf? No. Nothing wow. shook on the shelves, no. <laughs> wow. Just the sofa and back and forth. The wow. great earthquake of yeah. Britain in 2018, <laughs> lest we forget, we will rebuild! <laughs> it did wake the cat up. We <laughs> 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 sat next to me, both looked at each other and so said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> So he didn't so they say that animals pick up on that stuff, don't they? Oh yeah. You see a dog or your cat pacing mm. about, you know, it's a sign that something might be coming. Your oh, cat was just, just your cat is no good whatsoever. Chester is absolutely useless as an earthquake predicting cat. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. I didn't so, feel it. I was in the cinema watching Black Panther. Good on you. Didn't feel it. Well, I just think it's amazing that that was the most British like <laughs> thing ever. Like, did anything fall off the shelf? No, but the cat woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in Japan, like half the island's level. <laughs> I read this um, article, uh, BBC News article about it today, mm. and this woman said, I can't remember her name, I don't remember where she felt it. But he's like, oh, well, I get a lot of fat wood pigeons on that chimney. And I genuinely thought for a moment they were jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> they bloody that, pigeons. I was appalled on the BBC. News. What are they, about 60 stones? <laughs> fucking pigeons. Fat, massive fat wood pigeons just <laughs> jumping up and down on a chimney. Sometimes. the children below. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, man. I don't want to be all jingoistic, but I... I fucking love this country, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I fucking love it here. Oh, brilliant. Uh, it's so, got its faults. <laughs> oh, yeah, everywhere else, but fucking hell, I love it here. So, we've got, so that's kind of a, an idea of the fact that people have been saying this for how long ago was 1818? Yeah, yeah. Exactly 200 years ago. Yeah, pretty it? much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spot on, mate. Spot on. Good maths. Good maths. <laughs> <laughs> You're good in for that blue shirt, aren't you? Mike, you can go yeah, hang on to your job here, mate. You could be the maths officer. Hey. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't have a times tables, I'm thirty-five. So so two hundred years there's been sciencey people saying it and then way longer than that it's been in ancient mythology and this is an idea what I'm getting at that's been around for a long ass time. Yeah. So should we get into what the hell do people think is down? Can I just say, is this like just a case of so many cultures like believing in something that these guys are going, well, you know what, might be something in that. 
And also, I think, like we touched on, seeing caves. And I never thought of that until we... Because I didn't do much research. I'm reading the research as we go. I don't know if you could tell this now. Um, <laughs> uh, the, until you mentioned Rampant that... unprofessional <laughs> in our professionalism. Well, until, you, until you said about the caves, an ancient e type person looking at a cave and just assuming that it goes all the way down. I didn't think of that. But that kind of makes a sort of... You could see why they may have had that thought, can't you? Like, Because uh, you can't... They might have got so far in and been too scared... Or it been too difficult. Or I don't know. Or maybe you just didn't go all the way down. Yeah. Like, ah, well, there's we'll a mammoth cave in, in America. It's that big. They still haven't been all the way down it. Wow. Yeah. Biggest cave system on the earth. Well, so it might be hollow after all. Who be? knows? No one's been down there. Well, I looked like an idiot. My girlfriend was telling me. I told her what subject this week, and she said, "Oh, have you heard about that cave where there's like um, plant life and like you know sunlight and there? It's like a." ecosystem it's like you know like a forest underground i was like come on that sounds a bit conspiracy theory you know you've been looking at a fake news post or and she's like no and showed me the actual video and i was like oh well i stand corrected what at all <laughs> there are caves bigger than i have any i've never really thought about caves before you know no. don't judge me listener but <laughs> there's I some know, pretty I'm, fucking deep caves i've never had the need to go potholing no it, it, i don't like squeezing myself into small spaces speaking of uh, <laughs> potholes so <laughs> the state of the fucking roads out there mate. you fucking tell them <laughs> fucking council so, uh, <laughs> fuck you lucy allen i mean allegedly <laughs> rmp yeah um, yeah do you want to know where how far we've we've drilled What's the furthest we've okay, drilled down? Okay, Kola Super Deep Borehole Ooh. in the Pechensky District I don't know how to be in Russia. <laughs> oh, we built massive drill. <laughs> it began in the 24th of May 1970, and in 1989 it reached 12,262 metres. That's just over 40,000 feet. So, so how, how far were them boys saying the uh, Allerworth went down? 800 500 miles, wasn't it? Or was that how thick the... The mantle, the core was. Like I mean, the crust. Um, yeah, but the uh, the trouble is, when they got down to that that depth, it was 180 degrees C. Wow. Well, that's that sun, isn't it? Well, yes, there is a sun down there because this is kind of fucked. Um, so you heard of the concave hollow earth theory. Okay. So there is, uh, instead of saying that humans live on the outside surface of a hollow planet, that's called a convex hollow earth hypothesis, apparently. Right. Some have claimed that humans live on the inside surface of a hollow spherical world, so that our universe itself lies in that world's interior. So we're living in a, a small earth mm. inside a much bigger yeah. earth. So we think that... We think we're on the surface. We think we're on the surface, and the planet mm. around us is so massive that we can go into space and we can't see any further than... We're hypothesising space is going on for so far because we can't see it, it's going to infinity. But in yeah. fact, no, there is another surface yes. world above and what we even hypothesised it to be. And that's the concave hollow Earth hypothesis. That's a big-ass planet. This is a cool name. It's called Skycenterism, which I think sounds like a cool transformer. Mm. Um... It was... You know, I tried to with them. Hey, I identify as one. Cyrus T, a doctor from upstate New York. I love that when they say upstate New York. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means because I'm not from New York. 
but you never hear, oh, he's from downstate New York, does it? No, There's always somebody shout, oh, I'm from upstate New York. <laughs> not, not that horrible down bit. I think upstate New York is the more foresty bit. Ah, right, yes. Less, not so much um, a metropolis. No. But he proposed this theory in 1869, calling his scheme Cellular Cosmology. Oh, Which is the name good. of our band's second album. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Solar Warden Metal Project? Yeah. Or Third Eye Garlic, the Reggie Project? How about this? Project? Solar Warden, colon, Cellular Cosmology. Ooh. Now that's an album mm-hmm. title. That Ooh. is an album, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, Hollow Earth, that's with the title track. Some of this guy's followers, oh, Mr. Teed, right. have claimed to have experimentally verified the concavity of the Earth's curvature through surveys of the Florida coastline, making use of restillinator equipment. But I don't know what that means. <laughs> 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 Message in, listeners, if you know what the fuck that means. As always, <laughs> listener, you are the fact checker. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're giving you some actual... Well, they're not facts, are they? But these people are real people, and we've given you their names, and when they said these things, so it's factual. This is the crazy shit. <laughs> well, do you, do you not think that's crazy? We're like basically a Russian doll planet. Yeah, that is crazy. That means there's someone below us, there's someone below them. Are we the first? But the idea that the it's universe like is a contained. big ass planet. There's, there's, yeah. We're looking at there's nine planets in an infinite solar system, well, in a massive solar system out there. We can see other galaxies, and they're contained within an even bigger shell. Yeah. And that's presumably contained within. That, and them guys are looking out and seeing the, the yeah. same thing. No, no, that's bullshit. And that's why when Mike's friends that he was talking about, no, I know they're not your personal friends, <laughs> but uh, when they drilled that far down yeah. and then it, the heat was too hot, that's because there's another fucking sun down there supporting an entire other galaxy. Or maybe the Earth's got that molten core, which, you know, it just got quite hot at that point. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? <laughs> you know, the accepted only... scientific model. Uh, you know, uh, just, just throwing it out there. This borehole was only a third into the crust, which is 180 wow. degrees. And in Germany, they, they only got 29,000 feet, and it was 260 degrees. Jesus. But maybe it was just really... F- it's a molten ball of lava, for fuck's sake. That's what I mean. Well, how can these people live in temperatures like that? Am I going to sound really dumb now? Yes, I am. I've answered my own question <laughs> <laughs> before I ask it. But let's say you had something that was some unmeltable unmen- metal. Could you theoretically poke it down the centre of a volcano... Because is the lava, what I'm asking is, is the lava that comes out of a volcano coming from the core yeah. of the earth? Fuck, see, I'm not the stupid. core. Oh, it's not coming from that No, far it's down. coming from... Oh, it's the, the, the... Yeah, the mantle? Yeah, the mantle, the lower mantle, the upper mantle. Ah. Uh, so I can we not just poke something directly down the, the mouth of a volcano and get to somehow... To the centre of the uh, earth. Isn't like, is this lava? No, but it, everything mm. melts. Yeah, if it was unmeltable. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, even terminators melt. Who's seen yeah. that? Who's seen that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. If it didn't melt. Yeah, like theoretically. Ah, but don't, it doesn't have chambers. It doesn't like. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm trying to remember. Uh, primary school volcano education. Yeah, it's got the main chamber, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then there's yeah subsidiaries. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to be a volcanologist at one point. I think studying volcanoes was cool. You just thought it meant you just dressed up like Spark, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is in the hollow earth? The hollow earth. Pardon me. Hollow. Hollow. Pardon my accent. Um, 
<laughs> and animal life grows very large too. Like giant spiders and... Yeah, I presume that's the dark side of it, yeah. yeah. A, a, a three foot long mosquito. Oh, man. But, but, have you ever seen um, Land of the Lost, the remake? No. With Vigas, Will Ferrell. Oh, I might have so actually. So funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a shit film. It's yeah. It's common, I mean, it's shit. It. But mm. there are some really good scenes. There's one where he's just sitting there and he's playing the guitar. He's just sort of going really drowsy. And you look up and there's this big <laughs> fucking giant mosquito in there sucking his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a bit drowsy, man. He's just turning white. The thing is, apparently there are people, there's a civilization down there. Mosquito Coast. Mosquito, don't go to Mosquito Coast. <laughs> there's, um, and people can go up to 15 feet tall. The, the inhabitants of the Hollow Earth. Holy shit. Who may or may not be aliens. Or what? escaping Nazis, is this or an advanced race of humans, giants, or aliens, all the all the ten lost tribes of Israel. Is this because the sun down there is so um, pure? pure it's a perfect it? ecosystem. Right. And um, they are in far in advance of us, and they have flying saucer technology, and lived for hundreds of years. These people. Yeah, but they can't fly that high though, or they bump into the bottom of our surface, don't they? Yeah, but the inner earth is vast. And we'll have to bang a broom on the floor. Keep it down! (laughs) (laughs) Um, One theory I love is why we don't, um, why this isn't like just been proven, there hasn't been an expedition to just go and find out. Mm. Is that it didn't give me any reasons why from this website, but it was. An international banking conspiracy covered up the evidence. Yeah, I'm going to touch on that a bit later. I will go in depth on that. People, Yeah, there's people out there trying, or there were, talking of expeditions, but it's pretty hard to do an expedition when the thing you're looking for is a figment of your fucking imagination. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is that. But not going to... Admiral Dickie Bird. Dickie Bird. Richard Dickie Bird. Bird. It was a war hero. Second World War hero. Doesn't mean he's not a cunt. <laughs> Sorry, well, I was going to go with like PTSD or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. I'm going to read you some excerpts. He was he high as fuck? I'm going to read... Oh, no, he was going low as fuck. For right. I'm going to read you some uh, excerpts from his log. His secret diary flight log that he took on the 2nd... The 19th of... Uh, February 1947, when there was this kind of exercise uh, in the in, in the Arctic and well, the polar region, so the South Pole, I think it was, wasn't it? And um, it had you know it had aircraft carriers, aircraft battleships. It was four thousand military personnel. It was a you know how do we function in this environment kind of thing. Okay. Now he claims to have been on a flight. And I'll give you the... So, it started at 0600 hours. All preparations are complete for our flight north. And we are airborne with full fuel tanks at 0610. So, then we have a 0815. Radio check at base camp. Situation normal. Now, we go further on. 
magnetic and gyro compasses are beginning to gyrate and wobble and they can unable to hold their heading by instrumentation at 0910. No indication of icing but controls are slow and sluggish. In 0915 in the distance is what appears to be mountains. We move on altitude change in 0955 encountering strong turbulence. Basically moving forwards they end up flying into some a mountain range in the North Pole in the in the pole that shouldn't be there. Right. And at eleven thirty hours, countryside below is more level than normal, if I may use that word. Ahead, what we we spot what seems to be a city. This is impossible. Aircraft seems light and oddly buoyant. The controls refuse to respond. My God, in capital letters. Off to our port and starboard wings are a strange type, of, strange type of aircraft. They are closing rapidly alongside. They are dish-shaped and have a raging quietude. They are close enough to see. They are close enough now to see the markings on them. It's a type of swastika. Huh? That's his. This is fantastic. Where are we? What has happened? I took the controls again. They want to respond. We're causing an invisible vice grip of some type. Five minutes later, a message comes over the radio. Welcome, Admiral. It's got a slight Nordic or Germanic accent, I should point out. Okay. Welcome, Admiral, to our domain. We shall land you in exactly seven minutes. Relax, you're in good hands. The controls have stopped working. They are functioning by themselves. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is all in his flight log? Uh, allegedly from his secret journal entry. Oh. I'm okay. not going to read you the entire thing, but basically they're an advanced bunch of people who live below the earth, our culture and society is many thousands of years above ours, and they um, want to remain hidden. They don't think we're trustworthy enough to come into this, into contact with us yet, and they told him never to record it. Apart from in the secret journal, apparently. Well, they're very clever, at least. They don't want to be seen by us. No. And uh, But then again, they could whoop our ass if they wanted to. It's, you know, they've got flying saucers. It could be now they get a bit pissed off with all these nuclear bombs that we're, we're dropping and testing. Underground yep. as well. Exactly. There you go, Dickie Bird. Not the cricket umpire. Not the <laughs> cricket umpire. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the guy's a war hero. Well, yeah, is PTSD. it PTSD? <laughs> he's, flying, he's flying a plane inside a mountain range down a, down a hole and then he's in this entire subterranean world. They've well, got swastika flying saucers, which well, for some reason... the Nazis, because the Nazis... Apparently there's a... Down there, didn't they? They thought it was Yeah, apparently yeah. Hitler was so into it. That's why they Oops. had that... Uh, Sorry, listener. That's why they had that secret base reported on in the uh, weird news one week. Yeah, I saw an image on uh, online. There's apparently a map, an, uh, an old Nazi secret map, that shows how to get down into said hollow earth. And didn't uh, I also read Hitler sent? He actually sent an expedition to go and try and. Oh yeah, they sent expeditions all over the place. Mm. Yeah, anything that and could. Allegedly, they appropriated a part of the Antarctica. Yeah. And called it New Schwabland. Yeah, and of course they thought that the guys living down there were Aryans. Yeah. They thought the Aryans maybe retreated down there. Let's go have a look for them. Mm. And we all know Hitler was in. Maybe he was looking for the Ant Atlanteans. Because we know he, and he was also very into his Nordics. He had a bit of a hard on for the Nordics, didn't he? Who may or may not have helped him in the war. You never know. Can't see him taking the greys in. <laughs> to be fair, it would have had to be the Nordics who showed up, wouldn't it? Well, I'm going to read you an article. 
to bring this back to a modern, well, modern day-ish. Um, and this was from The Telegraph. And I didn't write down the journalist's name. I apologise to him, but I'm going to read out your article. Uh, he did all the hard work. But this might explain, A, a little bit why this conspiracy is still hanging around, and B, why it's not as not as big as the... Oh, I just hit the microphone. Not as big as the flat earth thing. That's true, because I looked at these on Facebook, mm. hoping to get kicked out, kicked out and banned from another group, and there was like 91 members. Yes, just for the record. Ben did some research... Tried to find the Hollow Earth Society online and uh, on Facebook, and there are 90 members. Wow. Yeah, it's no flat Earth. Has it got that glamour of the flat Earth? Has it? No, it's not as a, it's not as sexy. It's not in the news. Um, so here we go. For centuries, Hollow Earth conspiracy theorists have tried to prove that there's a whole other world under be beneath our own. See what they did there? A whole other world. Yeah. But first, they need to find their way in. Late at night, on October the 4th, 2002, a strange guest appeared on cult American radio show Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. And he had an... Uh, we, well, you know of that radio show, don't you? you oh, yeah, Coast yeah. Coast. He was the, the Coast to Coast is like the major conspiracy show yeah. in America, isn't it? So, um, reputation... Art Bell is a, has got a great reputation for yeah. championing people who bring up and tell him fantastical stories. Definitely. Oh, back to the article. Reputation for exploring weird themes and fasc with fascinating guests, but few had ever sounded as excited as this one. Now, what a name. Dallas Thompson. Ooh. Wow. Is that a porn star? <laughs> but he was a former personal trainer who had spent his youth in Hawaii, but now lived in Bakersfield, California. His life had changed forever following a terrible accident five years earlier. He'd been driving along Highway 58 during heavy rain, when his car had aquaplaned, spinning four times, only to plunge backwards down a 250-foot drop. Well, that's sure. Unlucky. That's unlucky, Poor Dallas. Yeah. When Thompson was found, the roof of his blue Honda Accord had been crushed almost to the floor. The firemen who rescued him were amazed he hadn't been decapitated. As he'd been sitting, helpless in the wreck, Thompson had had a vivid near-death experience. He claimed to have seen... A light so bright that it burnt my eyes and made him legally blind. And to have had bizarre knowledge about the world poured into him. When he regained consciousness, he was convinced that the earth was hollow and had an opening at the North Pole. He'd come on coast to coast to discuss his mission to locate and explore it. Quote, There are cavern systems and caves that traverse the whole mantle, he told Bell whose scepticism often took the form of slightly extended silences. <laughs> because of the special atmosphere in the hole, Thompson explained, living creatures were protected from pollutants and harmful rays. There were herds of mammoth and ancient tribes down there, the members of which lived to be around 1,700 years old. Well, how do you know all this, asked Bell. I just do, said Thompson. <laughs> I remembered stuff that has been forgotten. Later, Bell asked about his mental health. Um, <laughs> that would be the first thing. <laughs> yeah, especially if he's been involved in a car crash where he potentially should have been decapitated. Yeah. I'd suggest that he's taken a hefty blow to the head. Possibly. Some kind of head trauma. Yeah. Are you manic? asked Bell. I'm just excited, said Thompson. I can tell, said Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps most incredibly, Thompson revealed he'd secured funding to travel to the hole with a helicopter backpack 
called a solo trek. It was he fucking Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Which he'd used to descend into it. He even had a date for the trip. May 24th, 2003. Right. Over so the next... I'm going to assume he hasn't been. <laughs> well... <laughs> Over the next few months, news of Thompson's expedition spread. He began to receive emails from the media companies keen to report the story, and many more from both critics and admirers. The sprawling book he'd written, which included his theories, theories about Hollow Earth, began to sell. In December 2002, two months after his radio appearance, he posted a message on his Yahoo group page describing an inundation of over 5,600 emails every few days. Can I just point out, he's using a Yahoo group. Is this, that, that, is this it 2003, was 2003. And there's no Facebook, and this is what we yet to do. Yeah. You millennials. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> the book, Cosmic Manuscript, had become a bestseller, but he was pulling it from sale. Quote, I have requested the book be discontinued, even though it's still at the top of the charts in Canada. He wrote, after that, and then the most mysterious event of all took place. All of a sudden, Thompson disappeared. Oh. Oh. For many centuries, humankind has dreamt of inner worlds. Numerous writers have been uh, inspired by the idea. Uh, we've been through this, though. Uh, so this just... Can I just point out that I've never been inspired by the idea of a hollow world? It doesn't really... It's not what I've ever really thought about, to be honest. No. Well... One of the most famous Hollow Earth theorists, and a true predecessor of Thompson, was a veteran of the 1812 Anglo-American War, John right. Symes. We touched on him earlier. In his book, Vanvard's Folly, Paul Collins recounts the theory of concentric spears and the polar voids that preoccupied the soldier. Sims published a pamphlet in which he wrote, I declare that the Earth is hollow, uninhabitable within, containing a number of solid concentric spheres, one within the other, and that it is open at the poles 12 or 16 degrees. He pledged his life to promoting this notion, boldly declaring, I am ready to explore the hollow. Okay, I'm going to guess he hasn't been either. No, well, he toured the US with a handmade wooden globe. Oh, wow! That opened out to reveal its secret layers. Converts in ever-increasing numbers began petitioning the government to finance his adventures. On March 7th, 1822, Senator Richard Thompson presented a case to Congress that signs oh, be God. supplied with, quote, the equipment of two vessels of 250 to 300 tons for the expedition and the granting of such other aid as a government might deem requisite. During the debate, it was suggested that the Committee for Foreign Relations become involved and that the trip may well bring Signs and his crew into contact with the new races of interior people. Oh, wow, But the really? motion was to fail. Oh. Seven further bills were presented to the House. Not one succeeded. Oh. Funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Signs spent the rest of his life... Because they were trying to cover it up, Gaz. <laughs> That's why. It's lies. Signs spent the rest of his life lecturing and lobbying for action. In May 1829, writes Collins, Symes died, believing right up to the end that the greatest discovery in human history had eluded his grasp. Um, well, those is, I hope those are his death words. Mm -hmm. like, this greatest scientific discovery in humankind has eluded my grasp. And then he dies. Man. I hope that is his... I kind of hope that's his last words. They'd be mine. I just got some new last words. So, back to the present day then. 
Still today, men grasp. Yeah, I, I grasp a lot. I don't know why. Yeah. One of them, and we're getting to the end, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I grasp my balls a lot. But one of them is Rodney M. Clough, author of World Top Secret, colon, Our Earth is Hollow. Mike, is he any relation to Brian Clough, your favourite football manager? <laughs> <laughs> it's spelt differently. Oh. I was working on a New Mexico farm when I was 16. Oh, God, where's this going? <laughs> uh, <and the> far <laughs> a farmer called Sanchez approached me. He, he seemed kind at first, then he invited me to the stable. What went on there? Shopping for life. We do not the world is hollow. Just like your bum hole. I'm going to demonstrate. Half Asian, half Latino. <laughs> yeah. He demonstrated the concept of a hollow earth using an anus and a red penis. <laughs> <laughs> and how to drill a shaft. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Maybe. So, uh, this guy's a loon. Yeah, this guy's a loon. Age 16. The farm manager's son started talking about it, he says. Fascinated, he began reading up. I found evidence from the scriptures, history and science that our Earth is hollow, as well as all the planets and the moons, and even the asteroids. Oh, wow. So convinced was Clough that in 1981 he flew his wife and five children from New Mexico to a new life in Alaska. I was hoping it was going to be not to go to Magic <laughs> <laughs> His secret backstory. <laughs> it came from nowhere. <laughs> I thought... This is him talking now. Why don't we see if we can find the way into the hollow earth? Oh, yes. And was his wife keen? Well, he says, quote, she wanted to go back home. <laughs> no. She, she, waste of Alaska. She thought I was crazy, but we did it anyway. Oh, is that because you're a fucking horrible, violent bully and she was too terrified yeah. of her own safety? Possibly an alcoholic. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> In Alaska, Clough met a small group of people who had travelled to the icy state with the same idea. Fuck me, really? what are the chances? Yeah. Soon they were ready to embark upon their mission. We started on the road up to Point Barrow, he says. We saw a sign at one point saying... This Hollow Earth! Big <laughs> <laughs> neon lights! Yeah. Hollow Earth with an arrow pointing that. It? <laughs> it says, this is a private road, don't go any further. So we didn't go any further. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's like, we've got the Hollow Earth, we've got supplies, we've got weapons. Right? Oh, it's a sign over there, not lads. Listen, it's worse. The journalist says, how long did he drive before he reached the sign and aborted the mission? <laughs> About an hour, he says. <laughs> There's a silence while I process this information. <laughs> Soon afterwards, the Clough family moved back south. <laughs> His expedition was an hour, and it was a sign that stopped him. So a where, polite sign. Where did he move from? From New Mexico to Alaska. That's like the length of America. <laughs> and Canada thrown in. And Canada thrown in. And oh. is it, oh man, I've drove a hundred miles. You know what happens, isn't it? You've gone out there for an hour. Fucking hell, it's cold out here, man. There's a sign that, oh, you know, we better turn back. Yeah. Don't upset anybody. I mean, he's well, got to live in New Mexico, which is probably like 
30, 40 oh, degrees no. in the fucking shade. Exactly. To, to Alaska. To like minus 10 on a daily basis. Drove for an hour. The heating in his car packed <laughs> in. He got to a driver's thing. Got to a sign and went. There's a sign there. Oh, well, oh, I better go back home now, aren't we? Well, I mean, you got to be more dedicated than that. In 2003. Right, okay, okay. He re- the same man. Okay, right. Mr. Clough. He received an email from a man named Steve Curry. And it was his rose, and he said he was more than welcome <laughs> to go on if he'd have wanted to. Steve Curry, who'd recently inherited his family's travel firm that specialised in far-flung expeditions. Curry. That sounds like a Nigerian email <laughs> I got the other week. <laughs> Curry had once heard his father talking about the Hollow Earth and was familiar with Clough's book. They decided to plan a new trip. We worked on it for several years, says Clough. The scheme involved chartering a Russian nuclear icebreaker oh, that was used to take tourists to the North Pole. I'll get one of them easy, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hello, hello, Russia. Yeah, I'd like Here to hire go. a nuclear icebreaker, please. <laughs> Once the basics were worked out, they began recruiting members. Steve was charging about twenty-six thousand dollars for Whoa. a spot on the ship. He actually got about four, 40 people to put oh, down the money. God. Before the voyage... Hang on, hang on, 40 That's people. a million. It's over a million. Over a million, over a million dollars then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, before the voyage, they chartered a plane to fly over the pole to locate the opening. We were going to leave in August 2006, but in April of that year, Steve found out he had six inoperable brain tumours. Oh, no. Just before we... And with a million dollars in his bank Listen, account. Let me read the full... How terrible. This is the full quote. If only he had the money to remove them. <laughs> this is the full quote. We were trying... We were going to leave in August 2006, but in April of that year, Steve found out he had six inoperable brain tumours. Just before we were ready to fly, he died. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor Steve. Or and did he die? Yeah, yeah, I think it's more likely that Mr. Clough fancied all that fucking yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Another member of the expedition, Dr. Brooks Agnew, was appointed as the new leader. After renaming the operation, quote, the North Pole Inner Earth Expedition, and raising yet more funding, they, wow. pl- they planned for a summer 2014 departure. But further unexpected disaster befell the team. Brooks Agnew resigned last September, says Clough. He said a major stockholder in his company had withdrawn all their money, saying it was because he was involved in an expedition to find the Hollow Earth. When another key member of the team died in an aeroplane crash, Clough began to wonder if mysterious powers were manoeuvring against them. Oh, the, the international banking conspiracy. Quote, There seems to be some force that's trying to stop this happening, he says. I think it's the international bankers. They don't want the inner earth people messing around with their slaves here on the outer world. I can't agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and this is, uh, we're wrapping up now. And what happened to Thompson, the guy who turned up uh, on Art Bell and wrote the book that sold shitloads? Um, his final posting in his Yahoo group page had been on January the 11th, 2003. Then he had vanished. Followers of the um, Hollow Earth theory. Uh, writing in the chat forum couldn't help but speculate maybe there is some something someone did not want him to find said one it's quite a mystery said another before wondering if he had made his trip north maybe he's already there further investigation however suggested a rather more prosaic answer thompson's book cosmic manuscript is still available to buy on the internet among and among all the five-star reviews quote I am a doctor who's read thousands of books and Cosmic Manuscript is in a class of its own. 
End quote. I consider there are no accidents. This book came to me instead of me searching for it. End quote. That's another quote. Blah, blah, There's lots of very happy quotes. But there is one solitary one-star review. Oh, man. Quote. Sorry, babbling moon bats, begins its author. Material in this, quote, book was plagiarised, lifted, stolen, word for word from previously published materials. The author is in hiding as a result and refuses to surface for fear of well-deserved lawsuits. He goes on to allege that Thompson lifted entire pages and paragraphs from uh, his earlier book, from this chap's earlier book, uh, and they were serious allegations. Could this be behind Thompson's evaporation? No, he was an alien from the Hollow Earth, guys. He was a 15-foot-tall <laughs> demigod, Lord <laughs> demigod, that retreated. You know what? I've made people aware. I've made some money for myself. Yeah. I'm off. I've bought t- shit tons of whatever it is I wanted to go back down there, gold possibly, and now I'm off. Well, no one ever saw him because he was 15 feet tall and wearing a trench coat and everyone yeah. thought he was three people stood inside it. <laughs> That's plausible to me. Yeah. Maybe Thompson is in hiding. Maybe government forces or evil bankers made him disappear. Terrified of the world-changing truths he was about to unleash. Maybe he did journey to the hollow earth, descend into it with his helicopter backpack and is now prancing <laughs> joyfully with the mammoths and the ancient tribes, living in a paradise of pure air, warm climes, and abundant food that will sustain him for another 1,657 years. Or maybe he is dead. <laughs> I added that bit. Helicopter jetpack. This is why this theory hasn't taken off as much as the Flat Earth one, because this theory makes the Flat Earth look like fucking gospel. <laughs> Sweet fucking bananas. Helicopter jetpacks. That's the best people we're relying on. That's the best I could find on the internet. <laughs> so, go on, Mike. You've got some, you got some science. Or... That was it. My science was the borehole. We just, oh, well, I've got science to refute this claim. Go on, give us that. If and we then fucking we'll, um... need it. Well, do we need it? Can we, we might as well. Take, we take a, oh, okay, It'll be yeah, quick. Yeah, okay. Contrary evidence, evidence to the theory is seismic. Seismic activity? Oh, the earthquake we had? Seismic waves. Uh, the time it takes seismic waves to travel around the Earth directly contradicts the hollow sphere. The evidence indicates the Earth is filled with solid, solid rock, mantle and crust, liquid nickel-iron alloy and solid nickel-iron. There is gravity... Uh, another set of scientific arguments against a hollow Earth or any hollow planet comes from gravity. Massive objects tend to clump together gravitationally, creating non-hollow spherical objects such as stars and planets. Uh, yeah, the solid sphere is the best way in which to minimise the gravitational potential energy of a physical object. Having hollowness is unfavourable in the energetic sense. Yeah. In addition, ordinary matter is not strong enough to support a hollow shape of planetary size against the force of gravity, a planet-sized hollow shell with the known observed thickness of the Earth's crust would not be able to achieve hydrostatic equilibrium within its own mass and it would simply collapse like a shit eggshell. It would just fall in on itself. And of course, without a molten core, it wouldn't have the magnetic field. That's true. Like Mars. Uh So it would strip away atmosphere. Yeah. And well, well, we'd all be dead though from from massive solar flares, radiation poisoning. Yeah, there's the density of the Earth, which they prove through gravity and things, and then finally, direct observation. Shall we? Shall we move on to our um, 
conclusions for the Hollow Earth. Um, I'll go first. So you want me to show you the map first? No, I think I'm okay, oh, guys. The, the map. Yeah. Look there at the top. That's where Mr. Bird flew in. Right. There's a spaceship base. Oh, um, makes sense. There's a yeah. central sun. Lots of man-made tunnels going through the crusts. There's a bit there. It says the yes, the test atom blast. That's where cold air rushes back to Earth through the centre of the shaft. Oh, ooh. does uh, it know? <laughs> yeah. There's a city of Shambhala. There's a forest and a big, big. Big steaming pile of bullshit. <laughs> Is that your final thought? Uh, no, no, no well, we, let, let's wrap up. Um, um, I'll give you my final thought. Quite a bullshit. <laughs> there you go. Never. Yeah. The fact that they've only got 91 members on Facebook, when I. It sums it up. Hollow Earth, I got thrown out of within three hours. Flat Earth. Flat Earth, I got thrown out. I, I didn't even deem to join mm. the Hollow Earth Society. Yeah. And no, I, I, it's it's just no. no. You don't. You're not down for the. You don't think there's dinosaurs living down there? Ancient civilization. Nazis, the lost ten tribes oh. of Egypt. Well, I did uh, say uh, earlier. Israel, sorry. My no, girlfriend no, showed me that cave no. where there's a forest in the cave, and it yeah, great. Nice. There probably is. Yeah, might be an ecosystem down there. Could there be even further one down there that's got tyrant. Maybe, but there's not. There's not like a horde of lost Nazis in there. There's not no. dinosaurs. So you don't believe Mr. There's not, Birds? There's not an advanced fucking civilization living down there just popping up now again to have a look at us. We didn't even touch on the... Hang on, sorry. We didn't even touch on the fact that there might be UFOs down there. Oh, yeah, they've Actual... got UFO technology that the people down there... We, we, we did, yeah. Vril. Vril. <laughs> yes. Fucking Vril. Villian Bovril. Really, baby. Oh, they, they are very villian if they are down there. Yes, well, because there is also a, a hollow moon hypothesis... Which oh, is also God, called course, Mr. the Spaceship Saint Moon. Ike. I like that name, though, Spaceship yeah. Moon. So essentially the moon is a spaceship, I think, for lizards. I think that's what I gather. Yeah, it's pretty much full of reptilians observing us, yeah. yeah. But because the, the moon is less dense than us, some people think that's less dense than the Earth. Sorry. The moon isn't less dense than us as humans. I know a lot of people that are very, way more dense than the moon. <laughs> Mainly uh, Brexit voters. Uh, <laughs> oh, so controversial. True. It's not controversial. So yeah, that's your. Is that your official? Your yeah, bullshit. Are you, are you sure, Ben? That's a very bold statement to bullshit. make. Bullshit. All the ancient mythology. Yeah, it's, it's just mythology, isn't it? Stories. Yeah. Crap. Nah, it's all gone. Not yeah. having it. Bullshit. No Nazis down there. Nah. The flying. Now they're on the moon, guys. Everyone knows that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Silly me. Um, people that live till they're a thousand and seven hundred years old. Yeah, I'm not going for it. Seven foot tall people. No, just go there. Just go. <laughs> just go on the flat earth. Just go. Go have a look. Okay. Go and have a look. Put it on Facebook Live. Go and have a look. I think we've got Ben's <laughs> Ben's feelings clear. <laughs> Mike, how do you feel about the potential yeah. for a hollow earth? Nonsense. <laughs> You're off the fence? I'm off the fence. Nonsense and poppycock. Yeah, I can't. I can't oh, go poppycock. Good hey, word. There you go. Here's some pliers, Mike. Take them fucking uh, splinters out of your yeah. backside. You are off the fence. I am for this one. It's, it's bollocks, isn't it? 180 degrees C, and that's at 12 kilometres. So, I mean, nothing can survive at that temperature. Mm. Unless they are literally drilling into the roof of the sun <laughs> that is supported inside that hollow earth. Can't you see the map? There is clearly a sun in the centre of the oh, earth. Oh, so it's in the centre? So it's not even at the no, top? No, well, we're, we're only a third through that mm. crust, Gaz. Yeah. It's 180 degrees C. Suns are hot though, aren't they? Yeah, I know, but how are people going to... So is a magma core. Oh, yeah, but there's, there's enough 
There's a lot. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> so, yeah, the temperature just starts at room temperature on the outside. Yeah. The further you go in, a third of the way through the crust, you're at 180 degrees C. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what's three times 180? Uh, 318, whatever that is, 36, 54. So it's 540 degrees, degrees C in there. That's when you break through the And that's when you're growing to 15 feet tall and there's a giant uh, insects and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, You're 15 feet tall but a mosquito's three foot long. Yeah. You're yeah, swinging a giant fist at it. It's <laughs> knocking it out as it comes near you. Yeah, but as soon as you're born, your blood would boil and you just burst. <laughs> well, you wouldn't... Be born. Exactly. Hold the press. I can't believe I didn't show this to you. This might change the whole podcast. Oh. I'm showing the boys a photograph right. of a hole in the pole. Right. I've got a hole in my pole. That's not just somebody that put a, a black circle on a photograph. No, of course it doesn't. That no. is a hole. That's, and according to the scale of that photo, it's a pretty fucking sizable hole. Yes. Yeah, um, that's called the eye of the storm. Yeah, that is just like a photo <laughs> of a tropical storm that's been taken. Oh, that was taken by a satellite. So of a tropical storm. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. And there's a map, but I, I printed that. <laughs> so, uh, Gaz, give us your thoughts. Are you, uh, you, you, are you off the fence with the rest of us, or are you no. slightly on the oh, fence? I've got a feeling Gaz is going to go with this one. From what he's been saying. No. Uh, <laughs> um, no! I think that there's more going on in caves than I realised. I realised I know very little about caves. And maybe I want to believe there's maybe some cool people living in caves somewhere. I don't think the earth is hollow. I don't think that. But I think I should investigate caves. <laughs> more. Well, you go away, well, you do that, and you please don't make a future episode where you have to try and make caves exciting. Yeah. Caves could be interesting, can't it, Mike? Yeah. Science. Come on, good, man. I'm not doing an episode on caves. Yeah, we are. We're going, no, we're not. We're going cave splunking. Well, yeah, I'll tell we'll you take what, the mics. You go cave splunking, <laughs> and I'll sit on the top, wait for you guys, and drink some beer, because it doesn't interest me. You can't do that. You've got to look after the line and make sure we're alive. Yeah, I'll get some Polish guy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's not hollow, is it? No. It'd be awesome if it was, I think. I don't know. Not for it's not hollow. Nah, it's not. Well, you know. No. We've got to address all these issues, though, Lister. We've got to go through them yeah. all, uh, as ridiculous as they may be. We did flat Earth as much as we may not have wanted to warrant them with a, a, res- a an valid episode. audience. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. I think this theory is fairly harmless. I don't think there's many people nah. out there. We, we've been pretty heavy the last couple of weeks. We needed something light. We needed something silly. And uh, I think the idea that we're in we're like Russian dolls but planets I think that's a bit silly that's great I like it it I sounds like good it. it'd be a good yeah. comic book story I yeah. think but maybe that's the multiverse man oh. maybe everything's not linear it's it's centrical is that a word <laughs> it is now <laughs> it is now it's, it's it, well you know it's, it's spherical spherical that's what <laughs> is that what you were spherical <laughs> maybe the multiverse is spherical maybe not linear or branchy that's very philosophical. Man. Yeah, I like Give it. me a black turtle next week. <laughs> immediately. And on that note, Hollow Earth, bollocks. Yeah. Um, is that? We'll take a break and then we'll finish off with. Yeah, uh, I'll take a break and I'll finish off. Hey. <laughs> right, so we're back, and uh, what we got for us now? The the uh, daily, the obligatory Daily Star headlines, or yeah, and some fucked up facts. Should we give an just in case it's somebody's first episode? What's the Daily Sport? The Daily Sport is a terrible paper <laughs> in the UK. It's trash. 
But it has some fantastic headlines. It's much like the... Um, it's almost like a mainstream version of the Weekly World News. Yeah, or um, maybe even... Yeah, the National Enquirer or something like that. One of them papers you get at the checkout in yeah. America, maybe. And it's fucking wonderful. It is. It, um, I think it, it still costs 15p. Maybe 20p now. No, it's expensive, is it? The Sunday Sport is about one pound sixty. Really? Yeah. Well, the Sport, the Daily Sport, used to be at fifteen p. Well, it's a wonderful British institution, mm. and um, and basically, Mike, it's got more tits than news. Yeah, and and Mike likes to read us some headlines from it because it's a nice, happy way to finish um, yeah. a podcast. I just so. yeah. some fucked up facts. Oh, the way oh. some fucked up facts, 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 facts. I haven't done a jingle for that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1960s, the RAF had to ban tea cakes from flights as they had a tendency to explode mid-flight. Now, Why would we take your so, tea cakes? Now, for a, a, any foreigners, a tea cake is a little um, sort of sponge ball, really, surrounded mm. by chocolate with a bit of cream on top. Mm. Is it? A little cream, bit of cream I inside was, the chocolate. Yeah, inside, yeah. Yeah. inside. So it's a chocolate dome with cream and sponge inside. And the RAF had to ban them from their flights. Now, I like to interpret this in one of two ways. One, that the RAF does do diplomatic flights and tea cakes, for some reason, were exploding at high altitude. (laughs) Or, our fighter pilots are so incredibly British that they have a little fold-down tray (laughs) with a sealed mug of tea and a plate of tea cakes. With a silver spoon. As they're... Flying the plane around, yeah. you know, locking on and stuff, yeah. and they're just munching tea cakes. Yeah. The reason they banned tea cakes was that during a dogfight, one exploded and splattered the canopy of cream and part of the down as a result. <laughs> so they banned them. Are you bloody crazy? We can't go into a bloody air battle without tea cakes. I refuse. But you know, the, the cream. Except scones or muffins. <laughs> I may take a crumb. I don't want that French shank. <laughs> a crumpet is the last resort, sir. We are. We might be at war, but we're still civilized. <laughs> God damn it! I want my tea cake. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. That's great. Fantastic. I just love the yeah. fact that fucking we took tea cake tea cakes up there in the first place for them to be banned. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going without my tea cake. We've got to be up there fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's an important fact to remember is that the British Army is the only mm. army in the world, as far as I'm aware, certainly, to have what is called a boiling vessel in its vehicles, in its armoured vehicles. And it is basically the, the warm water from the engine is circulated round and you can make tea from it. Fuck yeah. Wow. That is so amazing. if your tank is immobilised, right, the tracks have been blown off, yeah. As long as the engine's still running, you can make a cup of tea. We'll have a cup of tea. We'll, we'll have a cup of tea we'll with we'll all this and it all blows <laughs> over. Exactly. We'll get picked up. Everything's going to be all exactly. right. Calm down. If your mate starts getting upset, you'll slap him. Yeah. Oh, come on, Tommy. Yeah. Cup of tea and you, you'll be fine. Cup Just of tea down. and a fag, get in. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. It's, yeah. very, it's a, such a British thing. It's yeah. called a BV, a boiling vessel. <laughs> and is the water off, off shut from the engine. Mm. And you can make tea out of it. Yeah, I love amazing. that. Good lads. Okay, in 1932, 
Australia began the Great Emu. emu oh, I've heard of this. In an, they, an emu call? Yeah. No, emu oh. war. Emu oh. war in an attempt to curb emu populations. You went to war against emus. Yeah. You yeah. can't declare war on an animal. Well, you'll be glad to know. You bloody can, mate. <laughs> you'll be glad to know that the emus won. <laughs> 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 I have the only fucking reference point I have is Rodden Emu. <laughs> and he was a vicious little bastard, <laughs> wasn't he? Hey, what's, what's the capital of Australia? Canberra. Canberra. I, what? I have visions of a swarm of emus running up the Australian Parliament roof and planting an emu flag <laughs> on top of the bombed out city of Canberra, on top of the, like, the Soviet Union, the Soviets planting the flag on the right I'm side. I'm more mind blown that the, the capital of Australia is a city yeah. I've never heard I, of. See, I knew it wasn't Sydney, you know, I wasn't going to fall into that trap. <laughs> so I asked Mike, who is like the world capital fucking I've expert. I've never heard that word before. No one mentions it. Why is it the capital? It's the administrative capital, isn't it? Bloody hell. That's so a good I, pub trivia. I knew, I knew that Mike is literally the fucking world capital trivia god. <laughs> Mike, Peru. Lima. <laughs> um, Cambodia. Phen uh, Nom. <laughs> um, um, this is him, Oh, man, countries. Democratic Republic of Oh, fantastic. Zimbabwe. I'm so impressed with you. Fucking, I didn't know the guy, I'd never heard of the capital of Australia. <laughs> if we were on a, like a quiz team, I would let you guys down so badly. Ben with his historical knowledge. Now I know Mike's the capital fucking city uh, God, <laughs> what would unless the questions are specifically about WWF wrestling from the years 1988 oh, to 19... Barbara, it's Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you guys. I'm, I'm going to let the team down. Oh man, fuck yeah. We got another fact. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for facts. That's facts. The facts. So, so now Dave, it's time. He's got the day sport. Woo! It's my favourite bit. Bong. Bring me the bell end of Paul Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> but he's dead. <laughs> Isis boss reckons late Teddy Star's Todger has magic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what about the lovely Demi McGee? Some fucking warlord. He's not thinking of her, is he? <laughs> warlord using some fucking dead cadaver's penis. <laughs> that used to be a TV magician in England. There's a fucking wand. <laughs> Haven't you seen him? Go away, evil army. Haven't you seen Your Highness, the film Your Highness, Danny McBride? No, he no. Has, he wears a, is it Danny McBride? Yeah, he wears a, a minotaur's penis around his neck. He kills the minotaur because his penis off and wears it around his neck. Oh, awesome. Because <laughs> he finds it raping his mate in the labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> just, he's just there. His minotaur's bumming him. <laughs> Fantastic. Is there any... Um, any is meat it? and potatoes to this story? Um, <laughs> Excuse the pun. No, there isn't. Is they're plotting, well, they're plotting, they're plotting to dig up the corpse. No! Of, of Telly Conjurer Paul Daniels oh, because they believe from? his magical bell end is the key to world domination. How? He but didn't even do that very good magic, yeah. magic the, tricks, did well, he? If he was that good a magician, they pulled a better fucking wig out of his top hat. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's better magicians than him. Why not go dig up Houdini? Would David Blaine take his cock? He's not dead. Oh, just yeah, take just his dick. Take it. <laughs> you know? That's that dynamo fella. Yeah. Read the second comment. There you go. Now that's magic. <laughs> it's magic to be here. Uh, do you remember when we were kids, the Paul Daniels show? Yeah, like, Six o'clock Saturday evening, primetime TV. Oh, man. The Electable Debbie? Oh, the, the, um, the beautiful Debbie McGee, wasn't yeah. it? Was it the beautiful, was it? I think it was. At the, oh, certainly. Oh, man. It's, it's, it was such a feature match. I actually did say it earlier. I would just like to read that out loud just one last time. Bring me the bell end of Paul Daniels. That is fucking genius. Can you, you do it in Arabic accent and shouting? Um, Bring me the bell and the four daggers! <laughs> now, if this journalist hasn't won the Pulitzer for that, yeah. Bong! Teenage Corbin squashed my sister's baby rabbit with his pogo stick. <laughs> Horror on Christmas morning 1962. Uh, Daily Sport, it's got exclusive in it. A little spiky yellow bubble around it. Uh, they're the only paper reporting it, but yet isn't it? it's an exclusive. That's because oh, no other look. paper would touch it with its shitty pogers. <laughs> Mike, scroll down. I want to see that second comment on Facebook. An American. As an American reading these comments, I'm amazed at how many people couldn't tell it was intentional satire. I always thought you Brits were famed for having finely tuned sarcasm, Raider. Unlike us literal-minded yanks. How dare you? This is actual <laughs> fucking news. <laughs> I suppose there are a lot of people. I'd hate to read this because it's a Corbyn story. I imagine there are a lot of, of Britain thirsty type people go, You oh, see? Yeah. yeah. You see? Fucking Corbyn oh, killed a, a fucking rabbit. You see, yeah. there's a picture of the son that was claiming he was having a meeting with a Czech spy recently yeah. this week. I read today somebody saying he was a KGB informant. Mm. That's that was on my newsfeed. Uh, yeah, it's all bollocks. Isn't him, it? some uh, anyway. Him and a couple of other guys. Um, some KGB ex KGB guys come forward out of nowhere. So funny that. But saying, why, if you're the KGB, would you go and hunt down the the backbencher rebel of a party that has no power? He had no yeah. power in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, he was. But Literally he, an outcast of his own party. Mm. But he could tell you who um, who went to what bar and who was shagging who, you know, and maybe had that sort of info. Well, I'm shagging, not saying he, he was, was banging Diana out, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, no. We discussed that last time, didn't we? I really um, like this, Jeremy. <laughs> You're really good at this. That's a terrible thing. And he's a fucking impression. rabbit killer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face, bless him. He wouldn't kill a rabbit. Unless it was a horrible accident. I bet it was an accident he killed the rabbit. Could have been. Who knows? Yeah, well, it was 1962, so I'm assuming that he was a kid on a pogo stick. Or maybe, he's, he's, maybe he was wet in the bed and maybe, torturing lighting fires and it's all part of the McDonald triad. Maybe she should be a more fucking responsible rabbit owner. That's a good point. It's like all these people whose dogs get lost on Facebook. Uh, be a responsible dog owner. Keep, Don't your, keep your dog in a locked area. Mm. Don't let your rabbits venture out. Especially Same not, scenario. Especially not near a, a pogo in future leader. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Right, what we got next, Mike? Bong. Kim killed brother in row over Emmerdale. <laughs> the real reason for poison slaying revealed. <laughs> Is this referring to the um, Korean guy that was killed in the airport? 
I don't know, but it's definitely Kim Jong-un, isn't it? It's Kim Jong-un. I believe that's his brother who was killed in the airport. And apparently, mm. they, um, he killed him over, over Emmerdale. Because <laughs> you can get Emmerdale, or well, you probably can get Emmerdale in North Korea, but I very much doubt that... Um, For our international listeners, it's a soap It's like opera. the third most popular soap opera, isn't it? You've got Coronation Street, you've got Emmerdale, and you've got, got EastEnders yeah. and then Emmerdale. It's like the third most popular one. Yeah. Still very popular. Way too many people watch it. Bong, the strain has arrived at platform number two. Hubby holds wife's hands as she squats over tracks and does his shit at the busy station. <laughs> what a gent. <laughs> now that's love. It is. He held her hand. Well, it was true romance, guys. He'd have pulled her ass cheeks apart. <laughs> 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 that's true romance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do for my girlfriends if I'm truly in love with them. I pull their ass cheeks apart as a crap. What the? Imagine somebody just chews it and just hears that bit. With no context. I should mention that's a lie. I'm saying that for comic effect. But even so, that's love. There's your, there's your love. Are you willing to pull your girlfriend's ass cheeks apart? No, if my girlfriend was shitting... On the train tracks, I'd leg it up at you on your fucking own. I'm doing one. <laughs> oh man, he stood, he stayed with her and held her hand. The strain has arrived. Mm. The strain. Platform number two. Oh! <laughs> I, I didn't even notice on, that. <laughs> works on so many levels. But the strain was that terrible show on sci fi that had like six or seven seasons where like people got turned into monsters. Oh, yeah. I love the fucking drawing below it, though. That's fantastic. Shitty leaks. <laughs> what the fuck? Bong. Kim's not human. He's not even of this world. Now, I just want to say about this article that there's a really bad drawing of a grey alien with a Kim Jong-un haircut. That's a fantastic drawing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fantastic in its simplicity. But it's a grey alien, effectively, just with a Kim Jong-un haircut, and that is effectively the proof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it slightly racial? It is. Racialist as well. It is, yeah, racist. It is a little bit. Uh, and it says, is North Korean despot a space alien? <laughs> or the fucking alien fruit loop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's fantastic. The evidence, an impact crater, and the fact that his head is a bit sort of oval. That's the evidence they're putting forward. <laughs> and he's got a slanty eye. <laughs> and That's a, basically and what could be yeah. and could be just a wig. <laughs> it's just a shit haircut, isn't it? That's really, very shit. Well, you know, he's making, the, he's, he's making the best of that receding hairline, mate. Mm. And we all have to do it. Do you think he's executed a lot of barbers for just like getting it? I, I reckon, wrong. yeah, I reckon he's executed a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Not only just his barber. Fucking weird. Wouldn't fancy being the guy shaving him. No, that's what I was thinking. Looking at, him, I was like, "Well, he's groomed." Something. So I bet somebody does that for him, and I bet it's a fucking nerve wracking. Yeah, little little fucking Nick. Yeah. Off to the fucking sh- your, your mm. shop. That's it. See you later. I'd get a different job. Yeah, I would not fancy that job. Well, he's an alien. Explains a lot. Yeah. Of course. One more. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, let's go for that one. Bong! I chopped off my arm slicing avocado. 
And there is a... A picture of a man. A man with, like, a really fat stump. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrific. Mike Aspinall knows all about the dangers of slicing avocado after he chopped off his arm preparing a salad. But why is this not worth it? (laughs) Well, broccoli does kill a lot of people every year. (laughs) But my point is, why is his stump really fat compared to his other arm? Because his arms are really fat. Yeah, but his other arm isn't that fat. Yeah, but it's the angle and, like... I don't know, it's probably a bit yeah, swollen, Ben. It's it might be a bit sore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit it looks fresh, there's still fucking stitches in it. It looks a bit fucking fresh. Oh, he's alright, I'll tell his story, though, isn't he? <laughs> Give him a break, he's lost his No, I refuse to. If you're cutting your arm off, right, because you're slicing an avocado, you should be slicing your dick off and saving the fucking gene pool, is what you should be doing. <laughs> and the thing is, well, avocados are very hipster and very trendy at the moment. He does not look like a hipster. No, but he, he looks like someone that voted one. for Brexit. He's yeah, trying to be one of has been there, trying to look hip, slicing avocado, accent it's like he's fucking armour. <laughs> What's that happened to you, Mike? <laughs> Have you been at a party where that's happened to you? Anyone been at a party where anyone's cut their arm off slicing an avocado? What was one he using? Slip. Well, that's the point. What did he use his chainsaw? Exactly, yeah, what was he doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm now going to slice his avocado. Right. Blindfolded <laughs> with a chainsaw. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. That's the point. What is he? What will, like, you're looking at what will go to a human arm in one, uh, let's bear in mind his arm's probably holding the avocado on a, on a, on a kitchen top, yeah? <laughs> yeah? So he's either A, using a chainsaw with one hand, or B, Using a fucking machete while blindfolded, or he's got such bad aim, he should never even attempt the title of chef in his entire well, life. It's going to be through what? But we assume it's through one hit because he's not going to go. Yes, it's going to be a thing while we finish the job. <laughs> so it's going to be. So it's one hit. Be a machete. Yeah, and his chop is. It, Who I mean, uses literally, it? literally, it's near, it's like halfway between the elbow and the wrist. Yeah. So I mean, he he's is, holding um, his hand. That's what a hell of a myth. <laughs> Listen, can I please explain to you guys? Because to explain to the listener, the other two boys are too far away from the screen to see what this article actually says. Can I give you a little in- insight? Hang on, hang on, hang on. How big is an avocado? Well, can I give you I don't actually know. That betrays a... Well, I'm guessing like a pear size? I don't know. I wouldn't know one if I saw one. But, uh, okay, so... (laughs) Do just just giggle manically, tell us. (laughs) Mike of Buxton, Derby, said, I'd been on on the cider, so I was swaggering about all all (laughs) Billy Big Bollocks. That's exactly what he says. Telling my mates... I'm having avocado for tea, me. But when I got in home, I had no idea how to get into the bastard. They say you should use a sharp knife, but all mine were dirty with peanut butter and shit. Oh, <laughs> shit knife! So I got out the toolbox and got my hand axe. Oh, I thought this will do the job. So I cut it off with a hand axe. Yeah, but still, one... Oh, but then again, if he goes in so far, they're going to save it, are they? They're going to take exactly. it off. Well, Imagine that's presuming going, this story is fucking real. I've just sliced my hand off. I'm hand axe. I was cutting an avocado. I need an ambulance. Oh, where's he from? Derby, yo. Yeah, sheep shagging. Oh! <laughs> that's a bold claim, Mike. He's like, you're not the, the, the Forest. That's it, yeah. The Nottingham Forest Allegiance there. Yeah. Well... 
Yes, so <laughs> this could be a fictional story, but it is the Daily Sport, which is incredibly credible. So the guy <laughs> chopped his busted arm off uh, with a hand axe, trying and to get into an avocado bollocks. after drinking cider. And he's like going, he's bragging, he's like, I'm going to go home, going to have me an avocado. It's so like, no, if I was bragging, lads, right, if I was like, we're on the lash, which we will be on the 3rd of March, by the way. And I said, right, but oh, you know, come at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, boys, I fucking feel like McDonald's calling, you know what I mean? You know, feel like kebab calling for that boo. Not, oh, boys, <laughs> you know what I've got at home? Fucking avocado. <laughs> no, bullshit, I call bullshit. Well, I, like I said, they're very hipster and very trendy at the moment. So. But he looks like a man who is not a hipster. He well, that's why like, he was showing he up. He looks like, like a, I'm trendy, a bloke who's been at, an, he's been at several EDL rallies. <laughs> he was eventually... <laughs> that's my favourite comment. See, this is why I'm not a veggie. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think on that note, I'm going to say, stay classy... Never drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm in Ben. I'm going to say... Oh, yeah, say your name. Actually, <laughs> so it wasn't Kool-Aid. Eh? Oh, next time I'll remember it, but it wasn't Kool-Aid. Stay classy. I'm being Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Kool-Aid. It's a common myth. Okay. I've been Gaz. Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Peace out. Thank you for listening. And do leave us a review or follow us on Facebook. And the next like... I'm going to put this out there, boys. Next likes tally is uh, 666. <laughs> okay. That's for the next t shirt. That's for the next t shirt, yeah. Okay, awesome. Alright, and good night. Good night. Good night from me, it's good night from you. <laughs>